0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. I am Jim. I'm going to be your host for the festivities tonight. It's Summer Week, everyone. Everybody get all your Summer garb on, and let's start celebrating like there ain't no tomorrow. And I have an official announcement here for our main podcast. Eric Shea will not be joining me tonight, and it might be a bit before he does end up joining me. He's going to take a little break. He needs some time to sort some things out, he said. Uh, uh, With that, I found that out pretty much Thursday night, so I didn't have a lot of time to prepare anything fully special. Maybe we'll say that next week, if Eric isn't back yet, we'll do some special stuff. But what I ended up deciding to do, and you might already be able to tell, I decided to maybe drink a little. Maybe take a a couple sips of what ends up being the Four loco. I don't know, seltzer drinks. And I know I I ended up where I'm not a drinker. I haven't drank in about eight years. So at first I was thinking I was going to get like vodka and do shots. But if I did that, the show's never going to be done. I'll end up passing out. I have to, after this, I do still have to edit stuff. So I, I figured, well, I think I'll get a seltzer type thing. Then I realized that if I do that, everybody, including Eric, will make fun of me. That I ended up, so I had to go and say, what is the most alcohol content seltzer thing that you have? So at least I could sit there and say, well, at least I got the one that's 14% alcohol. So I have that, right? Now, I've already drank one. I'm already having some problems. I will go off. From this point, we are going to go off to me and my man, Matt Razor, talking a couple books. That was pre-drinking. That that was sober, Jim. So you'll have to wait then till a little bit because at the end of the show I'll finish up with Catwoman and Punchline, get that Summerween fun going, and by then, who who knows? Who knows what we will have? But hey, welcome to the show. Like I said, Eric will not be joining me. I hope that people have enough fun to stick around still. That's kind of my greatest fear, and one of the things that this ends up doing, and I think that we all have to sit back and let Eric have his time off, right? We ended up where and you'll hear in the mail. In a weird, timely way that Batman Beyond Mark sent in a mail that we have done 450 weeks straight of podcasting. We haven't taken a day off. So I would say that Eric deserves a day off. But when that happens and I end up having to come on like this, my biggest fear is that people will actually realize, oh, my God, Jim is an idiot. Jim is a jerk and we don't want to listen to him and just bail. So, you know, bear with me. And maybe if people like Drunk Jim, maybe Drunk Jim will be the host, uh, you know, for the time being. (laughs) Suddenly I'll just become a raging alcoholic, which, you know, that might be better than some other thaggle. I I, I was just thinking I was going to say Meth Jim might be worse than Raging Alcoholic Jim, but I think both, both are probably pretty bad. But again, Summerween, everyone. It's Summerween. We have a bunch of Night Terror's books. I, I didn't enjoy any of them. There is a bit of a, foreshadowing and also i would love to say here i i usually don't feel like the things kicked off until i say that i feel like shit i I haven't slept very well and you know i'm tired so there you go but add to that drunk because as i'm talking here i'm telling you i i'm feeling it (laughs) i'm feeling it pretty bad so i don't know that i'll ever get to the end so that's the other thing of all of a sudden you're listening and things just cut off or whatever that's because drunk Jim took over but hey thanks for joining me episode 498 we're so close to episode 500 coming up I I would think doing the math that's in a couple weeks that's what I think but in the meantime if you want to help support this nonsense you can head over to our patreon our Patreon's at patreon.com slash weird science and there you'll get a plethora of times like 50 of podcasts that you can listen to. But one of the big things that we push each and every week is that certain show, that DC Comics Spotlight badass show that is picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Uh, uh, They end up picking two books, and they have continued the trend where they pick non-spooky books for the deal. And I'll tell you, they're non-spooky books. That doesn't mean they're, they're good, because I'll tell you right now, they weren't but they were books they were non-spooky i'm trying to get my notes here things are going to be a little awry we ended up talking about two books and i ended up doing this by myself again this kind of came out of nowhere that eric wanted the time off we were about to record the spotlight and we ended up not being able to do that so then everything got shifted day late dollar short but i ended up doing hawk girl number two Tales of the Titans, number two, a Raven issue by Timmy Howard that actually was kind of garbage. Both of those in my mind were kind of garbage. But if you want to listen to that garbage, as the French might say, go over to our Patreon, patreon patreon.com slash and you'll get a ton of other shows, reading club podcasts like The Walking Dead, Hellboy, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, all of that jazz as well as other fun things. But as we're going on here, I better kick this into high gear (laughs) so that I don't fall asleep while this is happening. And maybe what can happen here is we'll, we'll do this into what is a drinking game. Since I uh, am already there, I'd love you all to join me in the festivity. So maybe the drinking game would be if I say nonsense, if I say hooey, if I say or hit, if I hit, it doesn't matter. That's definitely a shot. That that definitely would have to be. But anything like that summer ween, you, you pick. Just just pick words that you like to hear. And if we end up doing it, you you take a drink. And then probably within five minutes, you'll be up to my level. Though, again, I have no tolerance. No tolerance at all. I've, my tolerance is really low on two things, alcohol and night terrors. So this will be fun, or maybe the concept will be. But As we always do at this point I'd like to give a shout out to everyone In the Get Fresh crew uh, uh, But also specifically The badasses of the Get Fresh crew Uh, This is their Roll call (laughs) Usually I mess up Because I get nervous Because Eric's going to yell at me But since he's not here I'm just drunk Here we go We have Stephen Bad Dad Mitchell uh, Tribute Dad Nation Yeah y'all Eric K. Jeffrey Greek. This is night terrible. Oh, it is terrible. The Annihilator. Ted Profs. I love Punchline, Stork. Michael S. Cam. Matt Razor. He's going to be joining me in a little bit. Team man 3000. Niels T. Wart. Who let me know that Falco is not German. He's Austrian. But we both agree. Sexy. David Fink. Stephen Baum. Jason Kobe, Sue 42 to you and me. Michael G. Ken a Comic Boom. Rocky. Who I'm probably going to end up relying on going forward as well to maybe join me for a couple books tommy dreamer mm, he's a dreamer all right mark jagger bill beer of the bat pod ruben carlos no wolf marv matthew right the air luke hollywood who um, might be like half as drunk as him right now on just a normal tuesday simon Luis, man ship and john belfast talk to him Swanee, anthony g Josh Million, Batman Beyond, Mark Brandy, Murray up there in Buffalo, and Double A Ron Doxing ass in Minnesota. So I ended up getting through that okay, right? And also shout out all time a greats Rob Lewis and Reginald Drinkwater. I ended up where I went shopping earlier, and part of it was to get some alcohol. But while I was doing that. I was in Wawa, I was getting a coffee, and I saw a guy, and I swear to God, he looked exactly like Rob Lewis. But the weird play is Rob Lewis was a huge, huge New York Yankees fan, big Derek Jeter fan. This guy had a Boston Red Sox shirt on, and I just sat there. I'm like, the idea of doppelgangers and things like that, like that was the Earth 3 Rob Lewis, depending on where your fandoms lie. Maybe Rob Lewis, to a lot of people, since he was a Yankees fan, is the Earth 3 deal. Uh, but he was one of those weird plays too. Rob Lewis was a Yankees fan, which almost always equates to me to be a football Giants fan, but he actually liked the Jets. And it's a shame he's not going to be around to see this season because they are kind of trying to stack the deck a bit, but that's football talk. That's for later, you know, later on in the podcast. But thanks everybody for listening so far. I hope you enjoy the show. I, I do want to apologize for me, but you know. I do that every day to my wife and kids, and they don't seem to really care that I apologize for that. So we're going to go off right now. thanks, said we're going to go off to the first section of books that I'm joined by my man, Matt Razor. We're going to talk about Superman, Wonder Woman, and Nightwing, and I do mean in the Night Terrors variety. And then we'll do some mail, and then I'll be back with some other books of Drunk Jimmy. We'll see if we get to that, but here we go.
1: man to a train Tell me Oh, you can't become You can't become You can't, become. You can't, become. You can't become. Stood away. Got hit by the Lazarus who was raised in some You kinda of don't You kinda of don't In some neo You kinda of don't Got hit by the Lazarus who was raised in some You kinda of don't You kinda of don't
0: I agree with Chris Cornell, RIP. Insomnia is very dumb. This whole event, this whole thing, and I'm being joined by my man, Dr. Matt. What up, Matt? What up, Jim? What up? And here we are. We have three books in this section that me and you are going to go through. We have Nightmares, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Nightwing. We'll decide by the end which is the worst. And it might be a battle. <laughs> I, I would guess people would say that the Superman one is probably the best of this three. And I've seen some reviews that are saying it's just stellar and stupendous. I beg to differ because in this, Joshua Williamson is going to continue with Pretty much just one week left of the event. We have one week of tie-in books. We end up having Night Tears 4 that are coming out next week. And then we'll have one issue in the annuals week, that Night Tears, Night's End, that every book seems to say, come back to that. That's going to be the big deal. So we really do have one week left, right? Mm -hmm. And he is still playing catch-up on rules. He still seems to try to, like, want to figure out how to make things work in this tie-in that really by this point where and when we get into it proper we'll talk about (laughs) the idea that when you do something ridiculous you can just kind of well it's comics let's get but when you keep bringing it up and you keep changing it up it it ends up being a a big sore thumb it really does to me where the idea of just stay loose like the idea that the world has everybody fall asleep but nobody got hurt that's something by at this point If you're reading and reviewing the books, you have left that behind. You may not agree with it. I may still think it's bullshit. But at (laughs) this point, with a week left, I've kind of come to terms with it. That's what this story is. And let's move on. But yet Joshua Williamson in this issue of Superman is still trying to make sense of that stupid thing that he was stupid enough to start out with. So, and I don't get it. I don't get what he's doing. He also throws in characters that, okay. You have a lot of these. I said, I love the Nightwing, or not the Nightwing. Please forgive me. I don't love the Nightwing. The Green Lantern, mm-hmm. Jeremy Adams. I like that a lot because he did some things with the character of his own book. Joshua Williamson will do that in this issue of Superman. The problem is, though, you're the architect of this whole event. You've got to do more than that. That you know, Jeremy Adams was doing that because he was you know trying to grasp the straws because he had no idea what the event was. Nobody told him, so he's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to end up doing something for my own book. But when you're Joshua Williamson, you should know all the information, though, as mm-hmm. I read this, I'm not sure. But you end up where by the end, y- you got to use your tie-ins. And you have Batman and Superman, pretty big books, pretty big characters. Yep. So if you're going to do that, push it. It does a little. But again, it does not in a way to me. It's like catching up. It's catching up with your own fumbles. And, and it's not going to work. But here here we are. Welcome to <laughs> Night Terror Summer and Matt. Uh. How have you been enjoying the summer ween so far? You, you loving this?
2: No, I'm ready for it to be over, quite, quite honestly.
0: Most people are. I think maybe <laughs> that might be one of the reasons Eric Bale is <laughs> like, screw this. And I don't know. That's the thing. Eric, usually, while our scores are usually lower than a lot of people's, that's just because we try to be pretty realistic with our scores. But there aren't many times where you could actually point out, like you probably can point out with me every other week, that Eric, oh, my God, he's so depressed with all these books. He, he seems like he's out, but I don't know. This kind of seems like it might have been that combined with a bunch of other things. I'm Could not be, sure. Yeah. I actually, I actually think that what he uh, he needed a break, right? It doesn't uh-huh. matter. He, he figured this doesn't matter. So if he's going to take a break, I think it's maybe he decided I'll take the break now because <laughs> everybody's waiting to come back in September. Though what he said at first was, well, you don't have to do like maybe I would take a break. Where I'd get some people like you to, to join me, which I ended up doing because I said there's a lot of people that end up talking to me and saying that they don't want to get involved in this night terrors nonsense. But thank God you guys are going through them so they could at least hear what is going on in case it's important later. And that's why, really, I wanted to do these. I had, you know, kind of a for a smidgen of a second thinking, well, maybe I'll at least take this one week off. And I'm not even going to say that as we go forward. I have no idea right now. I may have to end up skipping two of the night terrors books, punchline yeah. and Catwoman. I may do them. I may not. I told you, and I told everybody else, if I do end up doing them, I'm going to get drunk and do them. I, I can't do that by myself. and get through this nonsense without being drunk. And just as an aside, I did purchase oh, some man. alcohol for that. So <laughs> I, I had that in But We'll see. We'll see how much hey, this drives me nuts, how we get through this. But as we, already probably should have given the credits and started with we're going to start with night terror superman number two number two of two it is the maid of mayhem it's called written by Joshua williamson art by tom riley colors by nathan fairbairn letters by ariana Mayer. i do like the art i think that uh, you know tom riley's art gives it that old school kind of look you even said yeah, it's like, like, like cartoony
2: ish yeah, yeah i liked it and
0: mm-hmm. so when you get into this though we, we have a couple things that were odd and and the rules have been all over the place in these times. But again, this is Joshua Williamson. He knows the rules. He should know them. He should have them set in concrete. And we ended up having Supergirl bash her way into the dreams of Superman. And and people kind of like that. OK, hey, this is cool. We get Supergirl because she's not going to be featured much. Any, but she's with Superman. They're going to try to figure this out. I don't know how that makes sense. And then in this issue, Lois shows up, and and I, when did Lois bash herself in? And it almost feels like at points you're dealing with a proximity thing, but yeah. if that was the case, why wasn't Lois in the original dreams of Kara? Why wasn't she there with her?
2: Yeah, because they're right next to each other, passed out. Yeah, she
0: doesn't show up until they kind of go meet her. But when you do this, it, nobody can tell at times. We're going to have that problem in Nightwing. I even saw see people debating it. The idea where you would have a Lois in a Superman dream, but is this the real Lois or is it a dream? It's a real Lois who's having her own nightmares that end up getting combined in here and it makes no damn sense. And all it is is to just have Lois here suddenly. But you start off with Superman and Supergirl. Supergirl actually starts off and she is back on Krypton, the ruins of Zan, and she's walking around with her father. This is a scene that we've seen different ways all the time. And and you end up knowing. Okay, this is classic deal. She ends up passing her test. She goes out, but this becomes the nightmare. Oh no, this didn't really happen. But then it, it's like the lesson learned here is what ends <laughs> up being the power from within later. It all gets screwed. But her dad ends up getting killed. This doomsday,
2: isn't this it? deal? Yeah, it
0: looks like it would be doomsday, but that wouldn't really even make sense. Enough. No, <laughs> kind of,
2: But it ends up coming to a tap. But then she wakes up. My dad's not supposed to die like this. He dies much later. Yeah, Yeah, he dies much later when the planet blows up. And I'm upset (laughs) about that. But oh,
0: no, it's funny. She's like, well, that was a quicker death. But again, maybe a planet blowing up would be quicker. But she's like, oh, no, all these zombie versions of myself are coming at me. I better fly off. And that's how she then says to Superman why this all came to be. Because remember, when she broke in, she brought the zombie horror versions of herself to fight. I'd be running from them too. Look at how scary those haircuts are. Yeah, I know. God. Look at this thing. It's all it's all a <laughs> mess. But you end up where then Superman has to start. Like, in case you're out there and you don't quite know what this night terrors is and you somehow picked up Superman number two. Hey, hey, Kara, this is all insomnia's deal. He's trying to find that bear stone. But get this. If you're following the event and you read Night Terrorist number three, which came out last week, you know, this is all bullshit. You know that he didn't find it in any of these nightmares and he's already found it. They've already found it. Dead man as Batman, Damian, all that. They have it. So you're just like, all right, this <laughs> doesn't matter. I mean, it really is. It what doesn't matter. We know it doesn't matter, but it's it's really kind of it, it makes it more sad when you realize as you're reading it. No, no, he's he's not going to so find that, it. So Superman. that's.
2: The actual superman not the superman of her nightmare right no this is actual superman they ended up but sometimes into they the might dealer. have a, a nightmare where they have their own superman and superman exists somewhere else and it's, it's a mess. And so this
0: is where this was superman's nightmare that kara ended up punching her way into and bringing yeah. in those zombies with it so it's the real superman but again when you see lois later you can at first say oh man is this the real lois is it not is it that this it seems to be the real one and there's no rules. There's yep. not even I rules really in the book written by the architect of this event. And I like to say architect because to me I'm throwing shade because he's not quite the architect that DC wants you to think he is. So they end up trying to fight through this. In the meantime, we did see in the last page and then the cliffhanger of last issue that Aquaman and Mara the Aqua family, they were awake and they went to get Superman's body. And that issue, for some reason. Aquaman decided to talk like a pirate to the point where Mara had to scold him and say, don't talk like a pirate, honey. And so,
2: I don't know. I was waiting for more pirate talk. It's not happening in this issue, so they must No, have they don't
0: do that. It was just he, he took the advice. <laughs> so, in this, this is what I was talking about. When you end up having everybody fall asleep and then Joshua Williamson says, well, everybody's fine. Not one person got hurt. So Not one person was making all those dinner. planes
2: that are in the air would be
0: everybody survived, but they were showing that as being, Oh, the robots of the because robots don't fall asleep. So the robots that all saved them. But then I think that people started bitching and like, you only showed like, like there's only five robots that it would be, or there's only, and then he <laughs> has to do more because why a week before the end of this whole event, suddenly were shown that the Atlanteans. Didn't get affected by this nightmare wave, turn it into something that their inner ear is able to take away. It's a sound wave now. They say at one point, well, it's kind of science and magic. It's nonsense. And here's the thing. In a nightmare realm, I still think it's bullshit, but you can get away with fudging things because you have nightmare dream rules. But Mm -hmm. the basic rules of the event, you can't fuck around with. And in this, all of a sudden, a week before this thing ends, they go, "Oh, well, by the way, the Atlanteans—they were—they're the ones who saved everybody because they have all the Atlanteans because they live underwater and their inner ear can take the pressure." And I'm sitting there thinking, "Okay, are you playing this idea that say a Wonder Woman doesn't have, you know, or a Superman while he has super hearing?" The idea of pressure, I've seen Superman go underwater in space, other planets where he has a stronger. He's from Krypton that has a heavier gravity and all that stuff. Yeah, he would have adjusted probably to Earth in the deal. There's no way
2: this is complete and utter bullshit. Yeah, he would have been immune to it based on those rules. This is
0: bullshit. You are trying to fudge away. To first get Aquaman, which I love, the Aquaman and the the Atlanteans, the family, all in this. I don't mind that. Come up with a better way at this point. Don't try to say that they had always been uh, doing this and they're always saving people. You have all the Atlanteans. It's just to get numbers. You know, it's a numbers game, and also you need somebody supposedly because we here, here's the thing: we've seen and we'll see in this issue, we'll see people busting out of their nightmares. We'll see Nubia just waking up she's just laying in bed she just wakes mm-hmm. up but yet in this here, because joshua williamson doesn't seem to have gotten anybody up to speed with what he wants to do you have it that mara it goes and the whole you know aquaman mara they go off the supercorp and they're gonna have to figure out a way through technology to simulate that inner ear deal on people and that's what'll wake them up and still by the end i still think that it doesn't make any sense when we get to that but you get to see the Aquaman family. That's okay. You know, you get to yeah. see our favorite drench. <laughs> drench. I, I, I've i been joking with Eric, and even on the Slack, the idea that Joshua Williamson, when he creates characters, a lot of them are just variations or other things. We have in his Batman and Robin coming up, Shush, the female hush. We have oh, in man. this event, it seems, leading to Dr. Hate, uh, a bad version of Dr. Fate. Like, all these are just, like, you know, hey, I'm going to take this character and I'm going to twist him into this. But and, and the Drench <laughs> is just a hybrid of the Trench. And it, it was in the Robin series. He actually showed up in Robin number six. So it, it is an established character, kind of. But you end up just having him there just because he's there. Hey, thanks for including me. Hey, keep it down, Drench. Save her for later, pal. Yeah. And all they're doing is saving people. They're gra- I like how they're just grabbing people. Are they
2: even saving or are they just going? Oh, they're asleep. Oh, they're I asleep think they're over like here too. Moving
0: them to safe positions if they need to. I, I don't know. But even there, you
2: see ah, that. weird stuff going on.
0: Aquaman, Mara. They have Superman in that kind of cocoon type deal where they're taking him to Super Corps because they're going to use him to figure out what can we do to you know, figure this out and get rid of everybody being asleep. So they go. And I wish that when they went there, they said, well, this is something a little more supernatural. This isn't something that a SuperCorp has a machine that can break them out. At the end, it seems like Superman breaks himself up, but Mara claims that she did it. Nonsense. But when they go <laughs> to SuperCorp, you're also going to get Joshua Williamson again, giving little things. Oh, my God. I heard that Superman was working with Lex Luthor. But and really, what should have happened in this? Because remember, we ended the Superman book. Lex is bleeding out somewhere. Yep. They should have actually, if anything, had them see him and actually make sure he doesn't die during all this event. That Actually, I would have said, oh, that's kind of funny and kind of cool. But they end up, I don't know about that Superman. He must be keeping an eye on Lex, huh? That Supercorp doesn't seem right. And then they just move on where they're trying to figure out. And at one point, I like they're like, shouldn't we take this and use tech? No, no. We'll use this. So they end up looking at Superman's brain scan. Again, we see here a X-ray of Superman, and I think that's what gets repeated later because of the look, the curl, all that. So you end up where, you know, they're trying to figure out we have to learn to wake up the world, and then we get yet another sleepless night that comes out. These were never really explained well. It was just these nightmare things that came to the real world to go and fight off the people who were awake, Suddenly, it decides now is the time and goes right for Mera and Aquaman. Mera needs the time to figure out the Superman stuff. And yep. you do end up having Aquaman fight this monster, which doesn't really do much. But by the end, Aquaman gets to swim through blood and say, hey, I've swum <laughs> through blood before. <laughs> and then we go. And so all of this, you did have Kara trying to explain, hey, I fell asleep. Well, I went to go visit Lois for movie night and things about horror movies, but it doesn't look like they ever got to it, so that wouldn't make much sense. But the idea, Tara and Lois are near each other, and then just out of the blue, there's Marilyn Moonlight. She she comes in, ghosted it up. And then, of course, when she walks into the Daily Planet, everybody's asleep, and she has to look over at an old, I'm talking Old West Daily Planet, (laughs) page that's hanging you always see like the death of superman when you go through the halls they'll always see that superman dead and you'll see all these different little you know headlines and things but this is snake oil salesman run out of town is, by local hero why would they have that hanging that
2: must be issue number one i don't know
0: <laughs> that that's actually going to be her story somehow she's this looks like it's from the old west and so yeah she was probably the local hero that ran it out we'll see but why would that be hanging up? it would I, not be like it wouldn't be. No. It's just there. And she's like, looks, and then she looks down. She sees Kara talking to herself. <laughs> she sees Lois, and I guess she gets the hell out of there. But with that, all of a sudden, Kara and Superman in the nightmare realm are in a Western deal. Superman says, I don't normally dream of Westerns, but recently I've been thinking of that Marilyn Moonlight. Uh, it's crazy. I heard there's a ghost that's been in my trial. Tara kind of twists and turns to this to saying, oh, I think you're just upset that you don't know everything about Metropolis. Well, that might be. And then they just walk through scenes. Like, again, it's nightmare dream logic, but they're just walking through Old West. Then they're at the Kent Farm. Then they're at, you know, pretty much the end of the world. Then they're in the Fortress of Solitude, the Daily Planet. All that going on. When they end up at the Daily Planet, a a paper monsters attacking (laughs) Lois. But now Lois has entered their dreams. They're, I mean, they're at the Daily Planet dreamscape. They're not at the real Daily Planet, but yet somehow Lois with scissors is trying to cut up paper monster. Superman heat visions them, and she says, and I do like, I wish we saw more of Lois where I, I get attacked by this paper monster than this thing. That's the blank the page. The blank
2: page, yeah. And she got attacked by a, a monster deadline before that. That would have been interesting.
0: So that's cool, probably a deal. Me and Eric at one point were talking about having a villain that's called like the editor, and they would have had one of the actual sidekicks would have been Deadline. We had all this (laughs) not rewrite. We'd have where it would actually be able to like phase you out. We had all this goofy stuff we were talking about one time. But yeah, there's Lois. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. But now they're all in the dream together. Yeah, they're all together. No real reason, but then you end up having that future. Super Reaper show up, grab the Daily Planet Ball to attack, and then Kara remembers back at what her dad said in the nightmare or the real world. Oh my God, you gotta end up, you know, knowing and understanding the present and the future. Don't let it control you. Oh, that's it. And then they just end up fighting this nightmare, dealing Throw him into the sun It's not
2: really any fighting He just throws no, him right to the sun he or flies him into him right into, into the sun I
0: guarantee we're going to see this thing back again In the Night's End deal at the end And then the we'll sun see. blows up
2: or something And the, the sun, you
0: know. I guess that's just an explosion Of him hitting it <laughs> And it's like, nice, cuz Oh man, thanks for reminding me And that's where you end up Where you have Superman They've destroyed the big bad villain Of his nightmare Throw him in the sun So maybe you can think that would end up ending the dream but you end up where superman's saying that mara yells it's working so it's the tech that might be doing this. she says superman can you hear me wake up that's what i think actually wakes him up they just needed to shake him and yell uncle man's fighting blood monster everything's going <laughs> and then suddenly superman does wake up because it's so weird to be fighting a blood monster where the blood monster's saying blood never could this, this is the worst dialogue blood never quits. Blood is forever.
2: Blood, blood,
0: and then you end up having Superman freezes. So it's it's so goofy.
2: An he ending. wakes up just in time to freeze the blood monster. He
0: freezes the blood monster. So the trash shit talking, you know, blood monster is like nothing stops it. But there's a lot that could set the fire, freezing it. I mean, you know what I mean? Maybe getting a clotting agent somewhere. You know, get it. It's not blood dinner. but it ends up. Yeah, it ends up there dead and. And Frozen, then Malcolm says, grossest popsicle ever. And then, so what happened? So here's the thing. What happened in the dream? Did the dream nightmare end, Superman's nightmare end, because he defeated his deal? We've never had rules that that's what happens. We've had people punch into each other's dreams. We've had Lois just show up in a dream or nightmare. And so, but this is, to me, you are Joshua Williamson setting up that they're going to have a tech way. And I think it's going to be like if you did uh, read the James Tynan penned Batman and Robin Eternal, and even tying in with the Grayson series, you had the Somnus satellite that ended up broadcasting things. I think they're going to get a satellite and use whatever tech that they figured out here that was able to wake up Superman. They even say, now we'll be able to wake everybody up. So I'm assuming we're being told that it was the tech Being done on Superman's body And you know where I'm going with this Mm -hmm. The the tech on Superman's body was able to Wake him up We don't really have a rule of if you're in Somebody's dream and they wake up does that mean You but suddenly Suddenly Kara and Lois are awake because Superman's Awake but their body and but the Problem is is Kara was in Her own nightmare but then she punched into His so was Lois so (laughs) Why are they awake when it seems to be a Tech thing that woke up Superman and whether it was making his ear, it looked like what they were doing on that scan was doing something to alter his ear, his inner ear, so that the nightmare wave, sound wave, whatever, it, it's not going to affect them anymore. Yep. That would have not done anything physical to either Kara or Lois. It, it wouldn't. They would still be asleep. Now, if Superman ends up here, says, OK, I'll be right back, because he knows they're asleep at the Daily Planet, Kara told her. They even went, he could just go over and get them and say, "And they could here, do it for Lois and do it for Kara. Okay, well, this will be good because we can check you if it really it does out. work yeah. on everybody, especially a human, Lois. Boop, 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 boop. It but worked. But no,
3: they didn't They're do awake.
0: That. But no, you get a call. Hey, it's me, Kara. And me, Lois. Lois. say, Hey, Smallville, we're here. We're flying around. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I here? just
2: have to go with, they ran Superman's dream. Ultimately got the Superman's dream. He woke up, so they woke up. That's that's the only thing I can. It's
0: just weird because what you're playing in this, it is still the nightmare realm. I don't know. Because again, they're going to end up trying to wake up people and when they do it they it's all wonky. It kind of has to be the satellite option. Weird in the Wonder Woman book is it's it's (laughs) tough to tell sometimes what is going on. But this is supposed to be You know, it's it's Joshua Williamson book. He should be able to tell it clear and concise and let us know. Just the idea that me and you are debating it. I'm sure that some people agree with you. Some might agree with me. But the idea we're debating it is the problem.
2: There are no rules. This is
0: crazy. This should be set rules. You should not at this point in the story say, oh, by the way, it's inner ear shit. This is what he keeps doing. He did this (laughs) with the villains and everything in Dark Crisis. You started changing up rules and major parts of the issue be right before it ends. And you can't do that. This is bullshit. The guy, while he might be a fine writer, I'm enjoying a Superman. Yep. He's not a guy who should be doing events. He cannot tie things together himself enough. To even do an event book by, you know, his deal. And then it seems like because and, and again, you want to ask me. Why these other writers have never been told the rules? Because he didn't know the rules when it started. How can you tell the rules when you don't That's know a them? It's, a, uh, it's it's bad. And I see these. Reviews. Oh, 10 out of 10. It's the greatest. Please read these things and think about them. But you end up ending <laughs> then. Where are you going to tie into the big Joshua Williamson story? Not just night where it looks like, hey, I got to go over. To the Justice League The Hall of Justice Where it all started He's just going to go I swear to God He better be going there To get that Fucking dream stone Because of anything In my mind That can fight the nightmare In the logic That Joshua Williamson does The only thing That's going to stop The nightmare stone Will be the dream stone They know where it is It's what they thought Was getting You know Grabbed in that first issue But it was He was looking for The nightmare stone But he goes over And then suddenly We just see The Hall of Justice in what looks still like a nightmare realm, because you have all of those lines vines and things. There's a yeah. lightning. You got the purple sky. And in that, you see, again, what, to me, definitely 100% looks like a X-ray of Superman. Yep. And in that, boom, jeem jeem, jeem, and you have Brainiac symbol on the skull. I'm like... <sighs>
2: All right. <laughs> all yeah, right. it pops up and then it disappears. Is that something happening way in the future or finishing in Nightmares? But it cares?
0: seems like it's happening in the Nightmare realm, the way that it looks there. <laughs> I don't know. Or is this awake? I don't know. But it says to be continued like everything else in Night Terrors, Night's End. Is this Night's End book? It's going to have everything. Is it 950 pages? Yeah, it's going to be $20. Do- I told Eric all <laughs> along, and I'll even reiterate it here just so when I know, and I know I'm right, the idea that it's oh it keeps coming towards us that. At the end, some, use, just trying to make everybody hate the just League by making nightmare versions of them, right? You have that. But in this night is another thing that I said, Derek, is what else could we get from that night terrors of, oh, man, I want to see what happens with Hex and Violence, Zatanna and Robot Man. They'll be in one page punching somebody. Yep, one page. They'll be like, oh, man, thank God we have all the heroes, one panel, them punching somebody, yelling Hex and Violence. That's it. There's not enough room in this ship for all this stuff, but I guarantee they'll be fighting the nightmare versions of this. But also says Superman's adventures continue in the annual that came out next week and on sale now and uh, Superman number six next month, which I'm looking forward to. I want to know that how the hell, and and again, Joshua and some making up bullshit, how the hell can you end up slicing and dicing Lex and then have all this time happen and he's not bled out because he was bleeding out? Somehow Some will say, "Well, when you fall asleep in the nightmares, it ends up stopping everything." And-, and we see that that's nope. not the case. We see no, people he bled snoring, out. He passed out. Yeah, we saw that. Dead. So it's, it's going to be. I can't wait for that.
2: It's going to be some bullshit. But what would you give this? <laughs> oh man, uh, uh, I like the art a lot. The story is uh, is what it it is. Uh It doesn't matter exactly. Five point five for me. Yeah, I think I'm a five point five. I like the art a lot. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't mean, that say anything
3: bad about lot.
0: the art. Yeah. I really like it. And that's the thing too, in, in parts of this. I know these are nightmares, but we're past that too. Some of these books end up being jokey. Some of them end up, and this art actually looks like I want to have fun. You know, you you jump in like, oh, this looks like really cool and fun. And then I'm just like, what, what are the rules? Well, I need some rules. This is an event. You need to say, and when you end up just as one last bit with Joshua Williamson and rules you're using and a lot of people are everybody the nightmare logic right dream logic that's already illogical so without a set rule what are you doing then because you never know you said you don't know if that's superman for real is he there is this there's no way to tell you Mm got to come up with this you got to think these through and i think that that's where a lot of times in the past i'm talking you know classics that i think that the writers got together and thought it out to the end. Saying okay and then when you're doing that Spitball and you oh well what Happens if somebody says oh you're right let's Put that in the first issue we'll we'll Explain that here we'll do this if we want To do that we'll do that he Seems to be just on the fly The idea that he wants to uh, have Aquaman Show up now you have to make up some Fudged ass way to get him in here That then goes against things that you saw before Or should have been explained Before it's just not well thought out I don't think Mm. He's a thinking out guy I've heard him talk He's worse than me with his flightiness. He's all over the place. Like if you hear him talk like he and it's exci- he, he's very enthusiastic. I think he loves comics. I think he cares about this. But so do I. That doesn't make me a great writer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. th- there's the things. And I think that he's good enough if he can be real then contained a bit. But when he tries to go big like this, he tries too much. He gets too excited. He loses track of what he's doing. But also, I think he gets like, oh, this will be cool but it's already too late if you think something's cool and you're going to by issue you know four of whatever you gotta you gotta stop
2: whenever on issue four, one week left i think the rules establishing the rules have been great i mean for me number one rule would have been you fall asleep you go into the nightmare realm everybody's a shared experience everybody's dealing with the same thing it's not separate dreams and all that that's and what i would have gone even with.
0: like the idea that if you're in the nightmare realm and it's spelled out yes it's your own dreams but it's one nightmare realm that can be entered in a different way. And you got to figure that out. Have yeah. Batman figure out what's going on. And then they all gather. Because maybe it would have been cool that as you have, you know, some people awake trying to figure this out in, in the, the regular waking world, you end up in the, the dream nightmare realm. They're gathering up and you actually even have like the Justice League come together all these to fight their way out and then yeah, bust figure out. it out from
2: that end. Yeah. By the
0: end of this, if this is just a, a, a satellite, that's not fun that's not great that's just a fudge to get them out of there that's just a way to have everybody wake up at once yeah after the justice league and them fight out then they can figure out what you do with the you know me and you because at this point me and you are sleeping in our nightmares but nobody cares about those now, let's see some really cool fighting and if you do that you're also getting something where be kind of cool synergy amongst the books you could have seen and i would have liked to have guessed where the Nightmare Stone was. I would have liked to have maybe even seen, we find out, oh my god, it's in the Nightwing book, but all the rest of the heroes have to go and guard it. It's something. But everything just is a hodgepodge a mess. <sighs> Did I say 5.5? I'm down oh, no. to just a regular 5. I'm down to a regular 5. Now, we five. keep talking, I'm just gonna keep going down. <laughs> going down, 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 but we're gonna go to the next book. There <sighs> we go. It is... <laughs> It's Wonder Woman. It's Night Terror's Wonder Woman number two. This has two stories in it. I don't, I don't know which I like less or more, but we'll get through (laughs) this. And again, people did like that Superman book. I saw some good reviews for that. And maybe people have their reasons, whatnot. Then, and at this point, maybe what I'm saying, maybe what I should go with. And none of this really matters, so let's see if we have some fun. But it's still in that done by Joshua Wings, and I get upset. But then when we get in this Wonder Woman book, it's not fun. I like Juan Ferreira's art, because the first part is written by Josie Campbell, Juan Ferreira on Art Pepper so. On letters, I like the art a lot. Yeah, But you're not doing anything. I mean, you're really doing what you end up at one little bit, wink, wink, and like the second page, you set up the upcoming Tom King run. On Wonder Woman, where the Atlanteans are all wanted and they're fugitives. So you kind of set that up. But what you end up in this one, I don't think we're going to talk as long as we did in that Superman. You end up having what will eventually pull together a JLD team. Mm -hmm. People are excited about that. Maybe this could lead to a JLD book. If it does, please don't let Josie Campbell write it. Because all (laughs) she has been doing since that first issue and then this is in my mind at points trying to convince you that she knows greek mythology she keeps doing that it's like lessons on that you're you're athena's sister who ended up doing this and then you're the brother hercules zeus yeah zeus's dad we're yeah. going with that idea of you know that that's the deal they go with that she is zeus's daughter but even then that's like okay well what's the nightmare well the nightmare just ends and it goes on forever the nightmare is that Wonder Woman herself is a god. She doesn't care about anybody. She ends up being fickle. She's gonna, and this is what we see all the time in everything. She's gonna outlive everybody. I mm-hmm. mean, just this past week, me and Stork were doing our book of the month. But they did that in Invincible. Yep. You have Omni Man say, you know, to his son, "You're gonna outlive everybody. So why don't you come here?" So we get that again. We get it with Superman. We had the, the first issue of Superman Night Terrors. So you end up where Wonder Woman's like. Oh, no, I'm not like you. And they just start fighting and you're going to have, again, nightmare logic of different places you pop up and go. And by the end of this, you do end up seeing that Wonder Woman admits, you know what? You're right. I am a God. I am part of this. The gods, they are fickle. They're crazy. They do bullshit things. And I, at one point, I wish they brought up that she was God of War, but that seems to be the lies now. But still the idea of she is an awful person. Who shouldn't care about man's world or humanity, anything like that. And then you get that. And I love the idea where at one point they start coming together like, Hey, listen, you can't deny it, Wonder Woman. And she's like, You're right. I remember because what the nightmare says is at one point you use the lasso. You couldn't stand it anymore. You use the lasso to tell your deepest, darkest truths. Mm-hmm. And you asked it, Am I human? Because this, you know, awful, version of her says you asked it are you human diana no it said no i remember as and then it I. says as do i and then it, it goes down and it's so it, it, it's so telegraph the idea of like no no it said i wasn't all right but do you remember then you asked is there a way to get rid of the darkness it said no <laughs> oh, no, can you get rid of the anger and fear? No, can I do this? No. Well, that's the end of the story, then. It looks like this monstrous thing is going to behead Diana. And it says the monster is slain. And then Wonder Woman in a great panel, did so you see that sword coming down? Yeah, about to chop her head off. Yeah, as just as the story promises, a hero rises. And <laughs> it blocks the sword. I'm like, oh, shit, because we're about halfway through now. That It feels like I've read 50 pages by now we're halfway through now we're just gonna fight again and so you're like oh god here we go so then it's like (laughs) i end up knowing that i'm bad i know i'm awful but i'm gonna take you down because i'm able to reach into there and use and recognize myself so i end up shaping it's the fear doesn't shape me it's not the anger it's me and my goodness i'm like go fuck yourself i was so angry at this like all right, so what we're just going to get is Wonder Woman realizes that she <laughs> has that nature that she was born with, but nurture has taken over. She's learned to be a better person. She is a better person. So by the end of a nightmare that means nothing, we're told that Wonder Woman's a pretty awesome gal. She's pretty awesome. Yeah, we're, we're told that a lot. We know that. We know that. And this is where I said, I mean, this goes. Hand in hand, now I say this the book that won an eisner, so people give me crap, but but the Nightwing book by Tom Taylor, regular Nightwing book, not this night terrorist bullshit, is just the idea of, hey, isn't Nightwing great? And I keep saying every time we review it, I, I kinda know that. Yep. So when you get this, what is the purpose of this issue up until this point? Because then we do get the JLD, but the purpose for about fifteen pages in my mind is Josie Campbell is giving you an interview-type deal, trying out to say, please let me write Wonder Woman. I get Wonder Woman. All it is is saying that Josie Campbell, look, I get Wonder Woman. I get that she should be evil. She should be awful and angry and fickle, but she's not, because she's so great. She's Wonder Woman. Like, really? Like, it's a nightmare to get through this nonsense, because we all know this, and and we know it doesn't Doesn't matter, matter. because it doesn't, (laughs) but it doesn't do anything. And I think there's where the problem is with some of these. And you you notice that the ones, even though we don't like much here, the ones that seem to be written by the people actually writing the book, at least does something that you could be intrigued that it might come up later. Right. You're like where you have Jeremy Adams. And I'll keep bringing that up with his Green Lantern. Well, maybe not everything would pop up. You actually are like, oh, man, this is cool because Jeremy Adams is showing us that how Jordan's kick ass. That goes well with the book where people were a little down. On how he was being, you know, characterized up to this, but it, it helps the main book. Mm-hmm. This is nothing. This does nothing. And it's, oh man, Wonder Woman. She's able to fight out. And then again, there it is. She ends up kind of defeating her play. She ends up realizing it. And then she just pops out of a snake.
2: She merges with the monster snake person and pops out of it. Yeah. She pops um... out of
0: the snake, which was what was set up as pretty much the nightmares of Bobo. So she's there then to stop Bobo's nightmares. They end up doing that. They end up coming. And then all of a sudden, with everybody involved, because you're going to get the JLD. Now, Wonder Woman's just popping around, just grabbing people. Oh, my God. There, There's Constantini's on a tree. Let's grab him. Let's grab Etrigan. Let's grab Jason Blood. Let's grab all the JLD. Where all of a sudden, it's a big kind of explosion. And then they wake up. I'm like, w- what? what? What are the rules here? Like, all of a sudden, now, this is what we were saying. That I wanted yeah. in general from the, oh, but now in this one we did. It's just Wonder Woman running around and nightmares and grabbing all the JLD characters. And then a big explosion, they wake up and here's the play. They wake up and like, oh man, we woke up where we fell asleep. No, it, it, there's been changes here. In the Zatana book, Bobo and Wonder Woman were moved to a panic room. I think that's a weird line. To try to make you think that even if you were moved, you you'll go back then to where you still were. go back where you were in the But that doesn't make sense because then when Superman, actually, I'll tell you, Superman wake woke up in the Superman book we just did, mm-hmm. he woke up in Supercorp. He did not wake up on that shore that they found him. So I'm calling bullshit on all of this. I know this is a nitpick, but it's nonsense. Yeah, the
2: writers didn't talk to each other. Yeah, they
0: didn't talk to each other. So they don't know what's going on. At that point, when you get the explosion, I'm like, all right, it'll just say, you know, go to, no, we still have more pages. (laughs) What are you doing? And then you end up where they look outside and this is where you get that first deal. Oh, no. Outside in the waking world, the nightmares have entered. Oh, no, these creatures, like I said, would happen. We're just seeing a little with a crab monster and stuff. I think this guy ends up falling down and is just upset that it, he may have crabs. But you end up where <laughs> Etrigan, who comes up, and he's got a weird rhyming and stealing going on that I didn't really enjoy. <laughs> I was trying to follow. <laughs> no. And so they're doing <laughs> that. Then they get attacked by, what, this crab thing. And all of a sudden, it becomes, and I don't know anybody's going to get this, but it looks like the cartoon craziness that's on the Appetite for Destruction alternate cover. <laughs> looks just like it. I'll send it to you later. I gotta check that out. Bullshit. That's almost like a grenade that comes up, but it looks just like it. Axel Rose probably drew it. Yeah, and it ends up going, and she's gonna fight it off, and, and she does, and then basically says, okay, now we got everything <laughs> settled around here. We're gonna go off to Knight's End. Let's fight in that Knight's End. We're gathered. JLD to me, let's go. Hey, Constantine, we're going to go meet up with Zatanna, make a portal to Gotham to war. Off we go with Wonder Woman still with that barbed wire lasso. For something. Yeah. yeah. So you get that nonsense.
2: I don't know. One wait. rule I would have instituted, too, is if, if you're not going to talk to the other writer, then the characters can't cross over. You can only have Wonder Woman in one book, not in another one together.
0: Yeah. And figure because remember, Zatanna in in the main thing, she tried to make sure that also, oh, just to say, it's kind of ridiculous if it was like a, a sound wave that Satana did try to do a protection spell, but how did that work? But you end up where Wonder Woman and Bobo just fell asleep. And then that was a main part of that Satana book was getting them to safety in that maze to the panic room and just,
2: yeah, it shouldn't it's just confuse this thing. Why if you're not going to if you're yeah. not gonna talk to each other. So you have Wonder Woman, don't touch Wonder Woman in another book. And
0: maybe it's one of those things they didn't even know. I, I yeah. don't know what they knew or not, but then we go to the backup with Nubia, written by Stephanie Williams, seems to be the Nubia person. Megan Hedrick on Art Colors by Marissa Luis and Letters by Becky Carey. And what we have is that monstrosity of Gaia and the Cavernous oh, Souls. So just taunting Nubia. You You're only the queen because there was no other option. Not really true. But you, you get a play. I mean, again, if you're going to go with this whole what is the gist, like the elevator pitch here, it's exactly what we just saw in the Wonder Woman. It's a nightmare saying that you aren't capable, that you've let people down, that you're not strong enough, that you're not what people think. It's, it's just the same. And mm-hmm. then newbie is able to say, "Bullshit! I'm better than you're saying to me. I'm going to fight you. You're going to be the one to beg. You're going to beg me. Boom, boom, boom ends up fighting out, rips out the eye of the monstrosity of Gaia, ends up pretty much just slicing and dicing her to then have the souls in this cavern of souls. Why didn't you help us? You should have been there. You should have done this. She freaks out. She really, at that point, like gets down in the fetal position. Please, please, I can't. I can't. And then she wakes up. And she wakes up just because it's like a startled nightmare wake up. Like She doesn't wake yeah, up at this point That she's, yeah, yeah. she's fighting. This would be me and you. We have a dream. We fell out of a building, and we end up waking up right before we hit the ground. So what the fuck's going on there? <laughs> and then she wakes up, and it looks like in this, though, you you explain this to me. She wakes up, and Io is next to It makes sense, right? Uh-huh. Why isn't Io asleep? What happened with her? Why is she awake there? They're just laying in bed. She says, oh, my God, you changed as if she went to bed and wasn't dressed in her full-out Nubia warrior garb, but now she is, and then, oh, my God, and you end up having Nubia run to, you know, the balcony. Do you see this, Io? Do you see it? She looks out, and there's just purple sky. Thought, Like, yeah, I think Prince would love this, but (laughs) I fear our nightmares have invaded the way. Where do you get that? We know it's true. But where do you get that? Where do you look up in the sky and see purple when it seems like Io never fell asleep anyway? You end up where and you just woke up because you were startled and say,
2: oh, my God, they've invaded the waking world. I'm like, why? Because Io would, Io, Io would want to talk about her nightmares. You know, like, hey. It- Maybe you could have
0: played a deal where Io needed saving in the camera. like something. Yeah. She's just there. What's the matter, newbie? You, you just got startled and woke up shouldn't she be asleep <laughs> yes and definitely. then it says the word, to be continued in night terrors that's it just night terrors so that means never to be continued night terrors it's just gonna be night's end you'll, you'll probably see her it's like you, you'll see this balcony scene again again everything's just gonna be thrown in but this is bullshit this is to the point where if you are getting this two-issue wonder woman deal thinking that it meant anything the only thing we got in this was a in the Nightmare Realm, a poster. Look, you're wanted. You're, you're a fugitive. Oh, okay. Th- yeah. This is this is why. I mean, this is fuck you five. Fuck I, you! I, I even love Juan Ferrer's art. I, I can't give this anything, but this is complete and utter bullshit. And I again, people trying to have fun. Please tell me where there's the fun of this. And the only thing I can think of is if you've never read a Wonder Woman book, you want to see, oh, man, Wonder Woman's pretty good. She has a bit of a dark streak there that she holds down, but she's good, and that makes her better. Then have at it, but this is something that's you know Wonder Woman one oh one being just drawn out, and then Nubia they don't even know the rules. So in that, what would you give it?
2: Uh, I'm gonna go five and a half again, zero just because <laughs> point zero. <laughs> Juan Ferreira had to had to work with the, some crazy script to make this oh, happen, yeah. and I, I give him props for that. So zero. Point zero I might like <laughs> zero point zero i i I'm, I'm a fuck you five.
0: Fuck oh my you. goodness, but we'll end this uh section of possibly the whole kitten gaboodle because I don't know that my voice can take this anymore. I may not get drunk after all, but we're gonna finish up whew, with uh night terrors nightwear number two it's it's Klumrat. please somebody. Tell me that the nightmare here isn't that they got an oversized issue to tell their story. There's no reason for it. The The setup of this story where you ended up having Dick Grayson supposedly kill Batman, but it's in the nightmare world. We know it's a nightmare, so it doesn't matter. I mean, and I mean it doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter in the matter. way. <laughs> Are you going to end up where, oh, my God, Dick Grayson killed Batman? I'm I mean, no I right. can just imagine. I say to somebody, just off off the cuff. Hey, get get this this month. Dick Grayson killed Batman. They might go, oh, really? But most of the time, they'd probably be like, yeah, like he'll come back anyway, anyway. But then they go, really? How did that happen? Oh, it's in his nightmare. They'd be like, go screw yourself. Why are you wasting my time? They'd probably slap me. Yeah, probably. You have that set up, right? Then when you got into Arkham, it's being run by anthropomorphic. That never makes sense or really play out. Professor Pig type things, yeah, yeah. Professor Pig, but never really is looked into. And when you sit there, and if you do sit there through this Nightwing, and say to yourself, "Okay, uh, who would that? What? What is the nightmare of that? What? What would be?" Because some of these, you can sit there and think. Even in that Wonder Woman, the fear of Wonder Woman, the nightmare is that she might eventually be overtaken by. Her natural deal of being a god And that she'd get angry And maybe And also living past Like you said That thing But in this Like who whose nightmares or what And then Suddenly as we go through I think that You see that the Batgirls themselves Are in the nightmare Not being night, But yet they're monstrosities The idea that it's played That if you're in this Arkham too long Then you change That makes no Nothing makes sense here And it just keeps dragging And dragging and dragging to a point where I'm like, really, like, what the hell is happening? But that's how we say I'll give you the credits. But, yeah, the whole setup was (laughs) and remember, by the end of last issue, the cliffhanger pretty much. To I I don't know why, but the Klumrad's decided to have Nightwing yell. I know this is a nightmare, but I don't care in the way of. And I think what they were playing is Dick Grayson is so smart. And so loving and caring That he doesn't even care If it's his own nightmare He's going to use that and he's going to try To save people Even if it isn't real I'm like, ah, that's bullshit And even in this, I mean, when you go into this And look at the monstrosities Like, you know, Catwoman's actually a cat Now, you have the penguin He's a penguin You know, thank God you have Killer Croc And his head is a handbag All right it's uh, written by <laughs> Becky Clunin and Michael <laughs> W. Conrad. Fuck you! Uh, this is too much you. like
2: Riley Rossman art for me, man. I don't know who's... Becky Clunin wacky. and Michael W. Conrad writing. Zero point zero.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Danukulello on art, Adriana Lucas on Colors, West Sabbath on letters, and it, it's a mess. It's a mess of ideas that never really come together it in my mind. It should be great,
2: though, because Arkham Asylum and, and Scarecrow, that could make for a pretty cool, scary situation, I think. Yeah,
0: and... and she Scarecrow will, will end up saying a couple things, but in the meantime, he should be really pissed. And then at the end, it looks like it's even was his nightmare. I, it's <laughs> all. But I mean, a guy who was really based on, you know, that fear and also just go with fear state. He was even used in that. Maybe a nightmare in this would he he actually has to go to Dick Grayson and Dick Grayson will help anybody. We see that he ends up having a little bond with Scarecrow. Maybe that could have been the nightmare because I think that the idea of Arkham Asylum and all these other things that ends up making the Cluemeds lose complete focus and they're not telling a you know a straightforward or at least a, a good story. They're using these nightmare rule and it's all over the place. But mm-hmm. I think it would have been cool where you would have had. A Scarecrow, whose nightmare would be that somebody is upped him with the fear and the, the play, but also maybe a nightmare is having to rely on the Bat family. Maybe you end up having that Dick Grayson, one of his nightmares is that he has to help a guy who he's had a lot of problems with. He has a really long and bad history with Scarecrow. So you end up, there could have been a setup there. Instead, they just team up buddy-buddy. But you're really losing a lot of focus in this because of all the nonsense around what's going on. Then all of a sudden, Harley shows up with (laughs) Bud and Lou. They start kicking ass as if they know that this is a dream and they're in. But she's off in her other her her night terrors where she's jumping through the video game multiverse. Then we end up getting Barbara who comes and you, you start to play around. Having a handbag killer croc, it's for laughs. But why? You, it's you, kind of like that Spider
2: up. Man stuff, the, the whatever with the, the dark web. Yeah, the it, talking it uh, mailbox
0: or whatever. You're not getting a nightmare feel when you're joking around at points. And then the barber comes out I am Oracle. And because I'm turning into a machine, I'm eating nuts and bolts and mold. He's drinking oil. Motor oil. <laughs> Yeah.
2: You love when they do that.
0: But then at the end, <laughs> it's the idea where. It might be her because she seems to be recognizing what the nightmare is. She says at one point it's a computer simulation. They almost go with that at a point. But then when Harley shows up, I love that Harley shows up and says, I'll help you. Nobody's really fighting at that point until, you know, Dick Grayson kind of started the fight by knocking the motor. I thought she was working bolts, for the prison. Right? I
2: didn't know what was going on. I thought she was. And then why are there three hyenas? I thought there I, were just I two know. hyenas.
0: Well, there's a nightmare. <laughs> it's nonsense. There's a big, you know, food fight. There's food going around, and again, the art is kind of it. It does have more of a like an, a manga or anime look, but also maybe a Riley rossmo But it's not anything that's horrific at this point. And it's just a food fight, and they have to get out. And the whole play in this is is that you know, get Grace and grab some keys. They're going to go up. They're going to figure some things out. But in that, they're going to go and open up a door because they have a map. So some people are like. That is a really interesting idea. It's so original and mind blowing. A map that changes because the the, it's Hogwarts. That's all it is. (laughs) Like this isn't anything new. Yeah, they end up getting pulled in. Nightwing goes into a a deal and he pulls Scarecrow in, so they end up in this side deal. But they're in the back rooms of arkham and then i rolled my eyes because the point of this this is straight up just creepy pasta back room story mm-hmm. this is something that's being done at this moment on the those creepy pasta internet stories the newer ones of these back rooms they're just stealing it they're just lifting that idea and it's fine to live but a new idea like that just seems you have arkham why aren't you using that to its fullest potential exactly. instead of getting creepy pasta things in Maybe hoping people don't know what I'm talking about. And then it does seem...
2: Well, I had no clue until you told me, so... Yeah, but
0: that's (laughs) what it is. It's the idea of having these beige rooms, these nondescript rooms, and you can't figure out a way out. There's no way out. It's the unending hallway or the rooms that keep morphing or changing into... That's all this is. Yeah. So you do get some okay interactions between Scarecrow and Nightwing, but everything's just ends up being wacky because then suddenly Scarecrow says, I had a guy who I was working with, Basil, and, and this guy ended up saying he was an architect. So he ended up mapping things up. But then I lost track of him because he went in these back rooms. He ended up not, he got lost. So then they all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I, I ended up talking to him. But then the batteries ran out in my walkie-talkie. But now they work, and he's on the walkie-talkie. Yeah, he's and talking. He up, yeah, he's dead. And he, he's dead. And he ends up knowing Nightwing he ends up referencing his butt but it gets cut off yeah. and then he's jealous, but he's dead. And then how long was he gone? Oh, three days, but he's deteriorated. Ugh. It makes no sense, right? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I just, I don't get it. So you, you're going, this then leads to, well, they had taken, when that fight came, they actually grabbed Barbara and said they're going to reboot her. So they had taken her to a room where they end up. But in that, you end up having this Basil say, Hey, don't go and save her. She's already gotten a hold of me and she doesn't want you to be saved. You get out of there. But Nightwing's always going to save people. And what is this monstrosity? You go in and I'm telling you, this art just throws me off. Mm-hmm. I had to cough. But uh, yeah, they go in and she's rebooting. She has a bug. They're getting rid of a bug, an actual bug. The bug in actually, her heart. It, it's, it's a, a fly. physical bug. Yeah. He says, I can do this, plays operation. Grabs the fly, <laughs> then he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna help you." She's rebooting zero one one. She's doing binary code. So right there, I will tell everybody that proves she's not non-binary. She's binary. That's yeah. that's an awful joke. But you end up where they're gonna free her. But now it seems like she's in the dream. Like this is really her. The way that she's acting. They even give reference. Man, you guys were all captured. But those back girls, they're the best because the clone Rats wrote Batgirl, but in the meantime it got cancelled because they suck then we end up in a big top where you end up having the warden of Arkham Asylum being the you know, the guy there, hey everybody come to the, you know, center here no, we're gonna do this, then they throw in again oh, you killed Batman he comes in as like a zombie, he attacks (laughs) Nightwing turns into a monster that has claws, that goes nowhere he has like feathers and claws and stuff, it's weird. Then you end up having the ringmaster he climbs up the ladder to get there so he can say flying grace and shit where then Nightwing goes up and then they say but I could hardly tell with the art that the guy then morphs into Tony Zuko and then Nightwing says now all of this nonsense and then (laughs) Nightwing actually really ends up saying the thing where makes all this is bullshit because he says you think I haven't faced this a million times so basically it's just a redundant deal to him and he ends up Beating the crap and starts to beat the crap out of the ringmaster. He snaps and his that's, neck. Yeah, snaps cool. his neck. And then, oh, you're so pedestrian. Now, when that ends up going on, Scarecrow's like, let's get the hell out of here. I'll save you. You end up where Nightwing falls. And instead of dying like his parents did, Night uh, Scarecrow grabs him.
2: I don't think you can catch somebody like that. That's uh, it's impossible.
0: And again, it's nightwing. <laughs> so they're like, let's get out of here. Let's skedaddle. They're in, oh, all of a sudden the Batgirls show up, and it looks like they're actually it, not just in the night. they're them in the yep. nightmare as they go, hey, it sucked. Because they say, oh man, to get here, I, we have to go through our nightmares. Like, what, what the fuck is going on? And again, because the comrades are, but they ended up doing a series, I think it was 18 issues of, of Batgirls, right? And mm-hmm. all they can come up with for Steph is to say, yeah, it sucked. I saw my dad. Congratulations, assholes. You don't even know the characters that you wrote a series for and were upset it got canceled. That's all you can say. It sucked. I saw my dad.
2: Tess says, I saw myself. <laughs> that girl's still Barbara. She's still talking machinery. I would have just left it off. I wouldn't have had them say anything. Oh, my
0: God. How about this? They shouldn't have been in the book. Yeah,
2: There's no tell. reason for them to
0: be here. They're here because the Clumrads wanted to give the, hey, look at us. We love them back We did that book. I'm surprised that Bondo the car didn't come crashing in and started talking. Right there. <laughs> er, er, I'm here and I'm the car Bondo and I love these girls. <laughs> it's bullshit. <laughs> so then all of that going on, you end up having Nightwing say it's in our heads. It brought us here to torture us. It knows, and you're not. We're not playing anything. Insomnia. We're we're just going completely off the rails here. At at even one point, and I mentioned it before, but we went past the idea that the you know I am Barbara Gordon. <clears throat> she ends up saying, "I think that this is a nightmare computer simulation." Well, you you can maybe think that, but guess what? It's not. It's not, we know it's not. We know what, unfortunately, at this point, you're reading books where you know more than what was given to the writers, and it shows in some of these, and it drives me nuts. It's not really their fault. But when you're reading something where you know more than they did writing it, it, it's infuriating. And then this, where you're like, I think it's a computer simulation. No, no, it's not. Then you go, oh, so everybody's in and out of these nightmares. I don't know how or what. You have the big play was Batman's dead. He's hardly in it. He ends up coming and it's like off panel. He's doing stuff, and even yeah. then, we never really found out or what. The ending is that deep down inside, here's the mo of all this. Deep down inside, Nightwing might want to kill Batman. He might want to like it. Wouldn't be the worst thing if he killed Batman. But there you go. And, and still bullshit. I'm telling. You, Gabe gave this a seven out of ten. Gabe How is dare sauce. He. What the hell is that? This is this doesn't even make sense. So then the Big Top catches on fire because yep. when they're fighting and you end up like you had the Ringmaster Tony Zuko nonsense, broken neck. Oh my goodness. He did have a match at one point, so that's but then you have the nightmare Batman awfulness come in and Barbara ends up going full out machine girl and hits him and zaps him with her t- tentacles gets him, and then all of a sudden they say, oh my god, look, I think we need to get out that fire escape hole there where we see the moon, that'll take us out of the nightmare. You just fly fly out of there, yeah. And they go, I think she's right. You know, like, okay, I like too where you end up where Nightwing was getting beat up by that awful bat, kind of. Barbara saves him, and then you end up having, in the fetal position, Nightwing laying there. Barbara's cuddling him, but in a robot voice, shh, it's all right, baby, I'm I'm here. here. (laughs) I can just imagine this nonsense. And then you just have Oracle look, and then Steph goes, Batgirl's got the right idea. Looks like our flying friends know the way out. Flying friends? I I thought that that was, yeah. I, I can't even tell they're bats at this point. I actually thought at this point they were just, like, kind of, like, dissipating. They problems. are bats, aren't they? I, mean, <laughs> I guess. I, you see them flapping around. And they look like something weird. And it, they seem to have been made from that electrocution of Batman. Like, he dissipated yeah, he into these into weird night, and they're flat. But why would they be trying to leave? Like, this isn't real Batman. I think they got the right idea. Let's go out this hole. So they end up deciding to do that. At that point, you see that Nightwing is turning more and more into this monstrosity because at one point, uh, you know, Jonathan Crane said that if you stay too long, you do turn into things, even though it makes no sense. But you end up where the whole place starts on fire, but Nightwing comes back because he doesn't leave a man behind. because
2: Scarecrow's just
0: standing in the middle of fire. He's just there. He He just wants to go because here's the thing. He knows it's a nightmare. It doesn't matter. (laughs) So <laughs> the whole big top that they're in, it's on fire. You end up having that. And come on, come with me. You know, we have our differences, but we were buddies here. Let's go. And you end up where Crane's like kind of sad. Oh, well, you know, when this is done, it, we're just going to go back to the same old, same old. You're not going to be my friend. We're not going to be. Uh, and then Nightwing leaves. And in that, he ends up getting grabbed by Barbara. They pull out. Oh, there he is. He kind of wakes up then. But then they're still in the dream. He, he kind of wakes up. He's, cause here's the play here. He still continues the dream without him in it, even though it feels like the dream now becomes part of scarecrows because mm-hmm. the, the ringmaster now is just a scarecrow with a bunch of crows going around as everything's on fire and the whole place is, you end up having Crane go up to this, you know, scare. You did all this just for me, didn't you? A place where I can indulge, a place where fantasies come true. So he's actually like saying, "Oh, this was all my dream all along." But remember, the Nightwing hasn't really woken up yet. So it's like, "Oh my God, it's beautiful! It's it's so great!" Ha 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 ha! That's what the bard said. And then Nightwing wakes up again, like Nubia, huh? And that's yeah, how Just in his, no in his bed, no big deal. There in his bed just wakes up just says the end thank god it says the end and it says that's, that's it. what you know some if bad dreams are only dreams that's what the bard said anyway but some of them stay with us Ooh, shakespeare I'll be thinking about yeah i'll be thinking about this one for a long time so he's gonna just sit there why no. would i dream because all of this ends up you know he's not gonna think back i think of man what was up with that basil guy and he was all no he's gonna think why did i have a nightmare that i was i killed batman but yet we didn't see that, and that was lame. So that's all it just, is. It's, it's like any
2: other dream. He'll wake up, and 15 seconds later, he'll forget all about it. Yeah, that's how it all about it. I wish
0: I could, but there you go. <laughs> that's a section of books it doesn't that's matter. just yelling and screaming. It
3: doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, er- Eric. Eric's not here to tell me I'm not. I, I don't think he would have liked any of these anyway. I mean, they're that bad. But what would you give this?
2: <laughs> oh, I'm going to go 4.5 on this Fuck one. Fuck
0: just... you. I, I would like to go 0.0. zero, point zero. Point. I, I'm actually, zero. I don't want to give it a fuck you five because it, that's giving it too much credit. I'm going to give it a 3.5 mm-hmm. out of 10. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I know that some people like the art. I do like the art, but at points, because of the wackiness going on, it gets convoluted and confusing. And I don't think that's the art's problem. You even said about Juan. In the Wonder Woman book, the idea of things that they're being told right now, I think that the Klumravs even are in that that mode. Instead of telling a story, they thought of moments, right? Mm-hmm. They jammed them together. But also, you do have a tendency, and, and I think, I've talked to uh, Michael Conrad. Uh, he's kind of nice. He seems like a nice guy. Again, somebody who seems to care, Becky Klum. But when you're doing this, I think that when they're writing it, they're also sitting there, Becky Klum does some Saying wouldn't it be cool to get them to be able to draw this Wouldn't it be neat for them to draw that And I think that you you have to get beyond that You can't just have a story where you have moments jammed together And then come up with these neat things for people to draw Because then the story doesn't connect It doesn't make sense And that's what this felt like And I'll give maybe a What did I say Mm 3.5
3: I'll
0: go to 4 Because I'm going to tell you When I ended up reading this Maybe And I don't think this is what they did, but didn't it feel like we were in uh, our own nightmare? And it was like the nightmare logic of going through this issue. Like the nightmare was me reading the book and losing my mind. But the nightmare logic of it worked in a way, if it was meta, being said like, oh, I want you to experience because it's all over the place.
2: (laughs) Because at the end of the day, there's no such thing as nightmare logic. It's just... It is what it is.
0: Like, they're trying to deal with that, but without any rules and really just throwing it together, it doesn't give you a good story. But it did have that nightmare logic that shit was just happening to happen. Yeah, they got that part right. maybe they actually, it's like, we didn't realize this is a genius play here. Like, (laughs) they were really making us so disoriented reading through it because this is what happens in a nightmare. The problem is we're supposed to be viewing somebody else's nightmare, not causing our own. And it was a nightmare, but there you go. I hope that people enjoyed me and you going through these books. Uh, like I said, Eric is taking a bit of a break. I don't know how hiatus. long. So a bit of a hiatus. So if it ends up being longer, I will certainly have Matt doing some things with me. So thanks for joining thanks, me. Thanks, Eric. And
2: I had to review uh, Night Terror.
0: Exactly. Thanks a lot. That's what happens. Now, he made you have your own Night Terror <laughs> nonsense. And I'm going to go off And I know right now I'm going to at least be going off To do the mail Because we had some mail Even from last week That we didn't get to So I'm going to do some mail And then I'll figure out What's going on from there But these might be The end of the book So we'll see But thanks for joining me Matt And I'm yep. going to go off now To the mail Mail Check
1: out what you got now. Get your postcards while it's hot
0: Oh yes, it is time for the mail And yes, Junk Jim is back And here is the mail If you want to be part of the mail Like Craig, Batman, Beyond Mark, and J-Man All you have to do is email in At Comics At gmail dot com, And we read everything Though it may take us a couple weeks As I will explain When I get to J-Man's mail But we'll start with Craig Craig says, Dear Jim Sending the positive vibes to Eric He's a good guy, Craig Thanks, Craig. And I'm sure that Eric would appreciate that. So a, a shout out there. Continuing on with Batman Beyond Mark, who says, Sup, America's sweetheart, Eric Shea, and podcaster extraordinaire, Jim Werner. Congratulations on 450 consecutive weeks of podcasting from Weird Science. He then says in a bit of foreshadowing that he had no idea was that, I'm guessing this news was both physically and emotionally hurtful to Eric. I'm not going anywhere with this statement, just my prediction on how Eric reacted. Yeah, I mean, that might actually be the truest thing that you've ever said in your life. I'm not sure. But he then says, keep up the great work, guys. The GFC, that's the Get Fresh Crew, er, er, appreciates it, Batman Beyond Mark. And then we get to J-Man. This is like rapid fire, isn't it? J-Men ended up emailing last week, me and Eric recorded at a weird time, and I ended up looking over the mail, and I did not see j mans mail, though I do believe he had sent it before we had recorded, because when he first said that he sent it, I'm like, oh, what the heck? What's going on? I'm like, oh, you must have sent it afterwards. And then when he said, t- I looked, oh, no, I just missed it. So we're going to make up for that right here. j Man says, hey, Jim, what's up, Eric? What's up, j man I'm trying to be Eric there. Last week for DC, I only picked up, and again, this is a week late, so remember, last week for DC, I only picked up Night Terror's Ravager book because I heard a rumor it was the most important book. I, I am not a big Dead Man fan, and I am a little tired of Dreamed World's tales that you always get when someone accidentally runs into Black Mercy plants, so I really have no interest in getting the main Night Terror's title. It hasn't been that great, so you might be a smart man there. This week, and this is again a week late, this week, I decided to give a handful of Night Terror's books a try. I ended up with getting Night Terror's issues for The Flash, Tana Robin, Green Lantern, and Shazam. After reading all of these, I remembered what I hate about this whole nightmare concept. There are no really set rules, and that just continues throughout. And there isn't even any rules to the event. I mean, obviously, you just heard me yelling and screaming about that with the three books we already talked about. You do need to at least get some sort. Of, there's always going to be wonky nightmare rules non-rules whatever but as i said you still have to get concrete rules around that so it just doesn't end up into a big clusterfuck that this has become can the heroes use their powers consistently do any of these nightmares worlds follow rules of any sort are any of these scenarios truly scary for the main characters in that particular issue are there any page turner surprises or unexpected fears of the characters that the creators are able to mine for a decent story do any events in any issue feel like it could lead to something interesting going forward in that character's regular ongoing post-night terrors? Were there any cool team-ups you don't normally see that worked for the story? People might argue they're the Zatanna book, right? And we'll see what j says. The answer to all these questions was resounding, now with the exception of the awesome team-up between Zatanna and Robot Man. You say it's awesome. I-, I thought it sucked. I know that everybody else seems to think it's great, It didn't make sense then when we get to the stuff this week, finding out that it isn't just robots and nonsense that ended up being affected, unaffected. But there were a number of things that the creators could have done to make their particular stories more effective. How about we have the main characters briefly wake up at some point so we may see the effects of the dream world on their physical state? But there is none. So there's no real reason to do that. The cool thing in Nightmare on Elm Street series was when you saw a character wake up from their nightmare screaming in cold sweat with marks, bruises, or pain. That reflect what happened to them in the dream world. The only thing we got that if you die in the dream world, you die in the regular world. But there doesn't seem to be any correlation or carryover. So you're not going to get that. The only night terror issue I read where anyone seemed to be concerned with what happens to the dreamer's body was the Zatanna issue where they spent a good deal of the issue moving Diana Detective Chimp's body to a safe location. Which ends up being completely null and void in the Wonder Woman book anyway So again, it didn't matter And just to say that, and J-Man already said The idea is not reading the regular Nightcare's book But I will point out that while Diana and Detective Chimp's bodies were vulnerable in the sleep state Joshua Williamson himself pointed out that that wouldn't matter Because, and I I should hit the deal, it it doesn't matter because the sleepless nights that are roaming, they're not interested in the sleeping bodies. They ended up, and Joshua Williamson made a point to say that they could leave Mr. Terrific behind in his vacta tank because the sleepless nights are not worried about him. So he's in no danger at all. So what you're actually saying, though you probably wouldn't have known that, Chain, men didn't matter. It didn't matter. Why does Barry, and I should hit that again, right? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Why does Barry always have to resort to the cosmic treadmill or time travel or some other sort to save the day, especially in some dream world? The reason why, Jamin, is because not many of these writers know anything else. That's what I'm getting a lot from Night Terrors, because of these characters, when or or writers jump into these characters and they're told, oh, you know, go with they're only going to go with the one or two basic things They're only going to go with the basic Bitch nonsense that everybody Does and that's why half of these characters Will never ever evolve Into anything because they're so Busy doing MC scat cat One step forward two steps back Whee! Mary Marvel's nightmare should really be Her losing the ability to speak Either with sealing her mouth or cutting Off her tongue we've already done the thing With speaking and the reason You know in the a uh, little bit of the black canary thing that we saw in that one backup. Barry's nightmare should be disappointing Iris. Oh, wait, that happens all the time. Yeah, that, that does. <laughs> that, that does. Barry's real nightmare should be his star pupil Wally turning evil and killing a bunch of people. Oh, wait, that happened. Never mind. Both Tim and Jason's nightmare was too obvious and the creators focused too much on these characters, either being too late to save the day or being beaten up by hordes of their usual fiends or evil doppelgangers of themselves. That's what we keep getting. I mean, we just talked about the deal of Wonder Woman being upset because she might not be as good as everybody thinks and she's got to quell the darkness. All right. All right. I, I, I can tell you, this is what happens when you get these events. And there's that really awful time of reading comics. When you're reading a comic and you realize, and I'm not being pretentious, I'm not saying me, I'm talking about all of you in the Get Fresh crew, all you smart weirdos out there. That you have to have that moment a lot in this night terrors that you're reading through this and you say to yourself, why do I know more about these characters than the people who are being paid to write them? Why can I come up with better concepts than what these bullshit writers are coming up with? And it, you think that these are their best foot forward things. You're not going to end up, oh, I, I'm working on Wonder Woman. Well, I'm going to tell a bullshit story. I don't want to give away my greatest story here just in case. This is their best efforts. Yet there's a lot of times a, a dummy like me or dummies like me and Eric That as we're talking Off the top of our head will come up with three things That maybe two are bullshit But one might be bad. it's just nonsense Now you have to drink See and I'm going to drink I just said nonsense So I'm going to drink here I'm telling you This is starting to really hit me I'm going to go Mm-mm. And it's not the greatest thing To get a seltzer type deal You can hear the can now click now You end up where if you get a seltzer When you're talking it does kind of burn my throat But I'm a bit of a baby So he says when does this event End well it does have one more Week of night terrors tie-ins And night terrors number four next week We'll get all of those going And then in the annuals week at the end Of this month we'll end up with Night terrors nights End. that I said earlier what is it 7,000 pages everything seems To run into that but in my mind it's going to run into it like a bunch of diarrhea Down the tubes and then you're just going to Oh my god I can't wait to see Oh satan and Man are on one panel punching Somebody yelling hex and violence oh yeah that's Great oh where's the angel Oh angel breaker I see her in the back distance There trying to like jump Over something oh that's Awesome oh but I'm hoping Raptor He's the big deal and he ends up getting his time To shine which he should you know like All lepers should but That is uh, when it ends. It ends in a couple weeks. One full week and then one issue and then we're done. In that annuals week, we will actually have the first start of the Gotham War. So that'll be a cool way to kind of, you know, kind of transition from the Night Terrors into the Dawn of DC stuff and getting into that for the September stuff. But even with that, just as an aside, and I'll probably talk about it when we end up getting to it, obviously, but. Why are you jumping from a two month event that has been a slog and a complete waste of time and money to then jump into more events? We're going to end up, and yeah, they're smaller crossover things, but anything that crosses over in a, and in Batman's involved, that, that's big. And so we're going to have to have the Batman Catwoman deal. And not only just those two books crossing over, we're also going to have that, you know, one shot at the beginning end, I believe, and then a Jason Todd mini type of two shot. Why? Why are you forcing people into this? They, they're not into it. Uh, listen, Mr. DC, the, the, no means no. Stop it. Stop getting a handsy with these events. We don't need them. You got to settle down with them. This isn't going to elevate your sales. It's going to de-elevate everybody's interest in your company. Stop it. And then he says, keep up the good work, and I'll see you in seven. J-Man from Half Moon Bay. Stop it. Stop getting handsy, Mr. D.C. We don't need this bullshit, right? I think most people are agreeing. Then, thank God, after that, we just move into Beast World, which sounds like another really awful sus thing. But, hey, we go to that. then, Then what's next? I mean, go down the line. At least we get what should be the greatest book ever coming up in a little bit. And, yes, that is Justice League versus Godzilla versus King Kong. And Eric better be back. By the time that comes out I mean he damn well, If he's not I'm going to force him to come Back then that's enough of a break But you can't cancel me for making him Come back but he's got to be back for that But that is the mail Thank you Craig thank you Batman Beyond Martin thank you J-Man and I apologize For this being a week late but Hey everybody again if you want to get involved In the mail and maybe what we'll do Is from now on even if Eric comes back It'll be drunk Jim mail we'll just do that What the hell I need some sort of excuse to, you know, wallow in my sorrow. So we'll end up maybe doing that. But email us at Comics at gmail.com. And like I said, it might be a little late. It might be a dollar short, but we'll get to it eventually. But we read all the mail. So thanks, everybody, for mailing in. We're going to go off now. I'm going to attempt to do the last two books. (laughs) They're doozies. Catwoman and Punchline. We'll see how this goes, but I'll be back in a second.
1: He was a patient I a come, killed out to destiny, jumps through your nightmares, and that's nightmares with a T. teeth built in around the dear body from John D. Sugging the line around for most of the time. Ooh. Sleepless nights and the Lazarus. Such a fuss, extraordinarily dumb. It's a summer We in that has to make you scream. Rosie can only hope they're clean. Off, Guaranteed off, the for us all. And it's a story's bound to be precise. The whole damn thing is overpriced.
0: Wanna try? All right, and here we are with two books left. We have Night Terror's Catwoman and Night Terror's Punchline, and boy, it's a toss-up of which one. Is worse I saw people giving this Catwoman book By Teenie Howard Good review scores Now in my mind What she is doing And kind of fooling these hacks Is the idea that she will get vibes From past runs She'll make it seem like she gets things Or that it's more important Or it's more fancy And I'll tell you The art really plays a big part in this Where, okay, you're doing stuff. You got Maggie, Sister Zero. We're doing this. We got the Joker, the Batman. So it seems like it should be impressive. It's smoke and mirrors. This is bullshit. This barely makes any sense. I ended up, right before I recorded this, I did get a hold of Eric and showed him. I said, boy, I'm drunk. I'm drinking this for loco nonsense. And he said, oh, my God, what are you doing? I said, I'm doing Catwoman and Punchline. He said, well, you'd have to be drunk to talk about Catwoman. He didn't even throw shade at Punchline. The book I think that most people would probably say is the worst of these two. But this is a convoluted nonsense of a story. And I'm saying Catlin, though I'll probably say that about punchline as well. As we end up going into this, I'll give you the credits and then I'm gonna give you the narration. And you know, I want to say, please allow me during this to talk about some of the dialogue and read some of the dialogue out loud just to show you what I talk about recently that Teeny Howard seems to write conversations as if one person is yelling, the other person isn't paying attention and looking out the window, and then the other person's actually hearing words that aren't being said in their mind to then yell back something unrelated. I mean, that's how it seems. That's how it seemed to me in that Raven book. That's how it seems in this issue. What gives? I mean, really, what do you do? What do you do when you have to write You know, nightmare, wacky stories for a cat woman when your normal story in the real life world has her in a prison getting ramen delivered through the vents by Duchess the cat. I mean, where do you go from there? Where do you get wacky? Where do you get nonsense? And remember, all of this story is supposed to end up setting up a state of mind for Selena to go into the Gotham War to take over. The crime of Gotham Make things better against Batman's will Possibly so what are we Getting here we'll we'll say I'll tell you we're Getting shit shit on shit is what We're getting this is written by T.D. Howard it's art by Leela Lees I give a Big props to the art I do like the art colors By Marissa Louise and Letters by Josh Reed and I say I like The art maybe some would say maybe Not so but I think it has that classic Catwoman feel It ends up feeling like a older, classic Catwoman comic. It doesn't read like it, even though Teeny Howard's trying to grab those vibes, trying to smoke and mirrors people into it. But she seems to succeed with some. But Drunk Jim is on the case. Drunk Jim is here to tell you that this is a bunch of nonsense. So now we have to drink, and I'm going to drink right now. telling you, I don't need this, but I will. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, God, I got it all over myself. It's hard to like really try to drink quick so I get back <laughs> oh yes. It's dripping down my chin what is what you Here's the narration to start off. You end up having Selena set the scene, in case you didn't understand the last issue, which is about ninety eight percent of the people who read it. This isn't my Gotham. Here I'm no hero. I'm the ultimate sinner. Well, I right away and, and this is it's gonna end up drive me nuts because of the idea of what Somebody told Teeny Howard about exactly who Catwoman is. She says she's the greatest criminal in the world. She's the greatest hero. It's nice to prop up a character you're writing, but let's be realistic. I love Catwoman, but let's be realistic with her and give real stories for Catwoman. But so she's not the hero in this Gotham. She's the sinner. She's the ultimate sinner. And it says it was my attempt to control crime that caused the city to fall into worse chaos. Okay, so we're getting little warning signs, red flags. This is Selena having this nightmare. Now, this is where, by the end, I sit there and think, like, wouldn't this be the warning to her to not do Gotham more? Or, I guess, Teeny Howard's saying, this is the impetus to do it better? Mm, but she ends up going on. My sister Maggie, a.k.a. Sister Zero, is the city's hero. But her work is too vital to take risks anymore. So I'm training someone new. A man who will become Batman, kind of already is, but we, we, we're not going to really, you know, go deep into that. To stop the man who will become the Joker, who kind of seems like he already is as well. So that's the setup. And you end up having a fire going on and ends up, Selena continues. I don't know how I know it'll happen, but I do. It's because you're in a damn nightmare. Please, this is made up. Yeah, d- don't, Don't play this game. But you end up and says, my sister uh, thinks it's God talking to her, but I know better. I know the devil. And we end up seeing the Joker, right? A little younger Joker, kind of sexy there, right? The Joker versus Batman with Selina in the middle. But this all starts with, oh, no, there is a store on fire, and it looks like it started in the Serpentarium, All right, here we go. They end up going in as Batman and Catwoman. Again, Catwoman trying to train Batman so that he can take out the Joker. We go in. They start trying to save some people. A lot of them already are dead. The Serpentarium is on fire. Oh, my goodness gracious. All these kids and guys that they're going in, they're hauling them out. They all have green hair. They all look like the Joker. And then they get to one that has just bleach white skin and, and, and green hair. I know they all have green hair. That's fine. But this bleached skin, they're like, oh, no, this guy's still alive. Let's get him out of here. Selena, who seems to know things that she says she shouldn't, should be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think this might be the joker. But they end up taking him. He starts giggling as they get out of this department store. And I think it's even mentioned we got to get out because there's fire gas pumps below and they'll blow up. All right. It's it's a awful setup that is allowed to be. Because it's a nightmare I'm telling you anything that I would Complain about of like what the hell is that Oh nightmare logic Alright is is it logic I don't know so you end up where They have the Joker and you're Going to get this conversation You're going to get this whole play between Selena in the middle of Batman Joker this Joker's very Sassy he's throwing it He ends up seeing Batman he's like Oh I thought you were a cat man Because I thought you were the sidekick of Catwoman But what I really want to do is Get to Sister Zero because she's The real hero of Gotham Now in the meantime We have an exchange and this is what I do Want to read and, and bear With me because This doesn't make sense This this dialogue that somebody actually And somebody's Teeny Howard that actually wrote this down on the page And thought that this sounded good And made any sense it baffles the mind She ends up saying Selina you're a nobody now, but I know what you'll become. Which, I don't think you want to say that to the Joker. What you should say is, hey, I know what you'll become, and it's nonsense and you should stop now. Like, like Don't pump him up, because the Joker says, nice when someone believes in me, but no one will believe you. You're as cursed as Cassandra. And right away, I think about Cassandra King? Like, yeah, oh, we're talking mythology here. And you end up, Selena goes, Don't get smart with me. Then the Joker says, (laughs) hey, I can't help being smart. And then off panel, Batman says, priestess of Apollo in Greek mythology. The game's on now. The game of awful dialogue. Then Batman continues, promised the god love in exchange for prophecy, but couldn't commit her heart. So he cursed her. No one would believe her predictions. And then Joker says, some say snakes slithered into her bed. And then continues, they tickled her ears with their tongues so she could see the future. But we don't care about that pagan nonsense, do we? We're good Catholics here. (laughs) He, he, he. We believe in Sister Zero. I I want to just get this page and have a big, what the fuck, right over it. It's so bad. What is going on? That is a full page of nothing. Actually, it's a full page of annoying me. So you go on there, and you end up with Catwoman any time you say something about Sister Zero. The cat's claws come out, scratches the Joker. Ah! Batman yells, Catwoman! And then she says, say your name again. I dare you! And then just says, what are your plans for Sister Zero, by the way? don't you talk about Sister Zero? What are your plans for I just kind of want to know. And the Joker says, I want to make people believe in her. And For that they need the devil So you're going to play this game where In in a world that really Doesn't have a established Batman, Sister Zero Is the hero <laughs> From hero to zero You end up where Joker is going To develop himself around the Idea that the only way that people Could believe in Sister Zero Like a god, and this is the play Did people come up with the concept Of the devil, because without the Devil what's there for a god to do you have to have that yin yang you have to have that fight that's the play it sounds fancier than it is but then even in that after he says that for them to believe in the god you have to have a devil that's me just says to selena you're no devil just some jezebel but but they are they already he's the one who said that and i guess what he's saying is you're not enough you end up, you might be the sinner of Gotham, but I, it, it needs a devil. This is such bullshit. And then she comes back, you're no devil. You're the. You're a joke. Oh, well, get it? You're, you're a joke. And then you end up, I'll be the snake of the Eden. And then you have Batman, who continues, he said it before, I hear fire rescue. <laughs> Let's get him to the cops. So they actually turn the Joker over. They're going to turn him over to the cops. They're all into that, but whatever happens, but then we end up going off to see Maggie, where you have Selena. oh my god, I have to talk to my sister Maggie, we're going to go to the church, they're having a service, they're doing all this stuff, I need to tell her that the Joker is in town with a few days to kill and is after Sister Zero, but they go there and they're doing their thing, there's a sermon, suddenly there's snakes slithering around again, I believe that's nightmare logic, where you don't really see them, but they're there, oh no, what's going on, and there's this big play of They keep having priests from Bloodhaven show up and do sermons. While that sermon's going on, you end up having (laughs) Maggie pass around treats, you know, little trinkets and treats there. They have like food that she's passing around for the prayers and things like that. So while that's going on, you get this overly narrated deal and just. To say again, Nightmare lies. snakes are slithering on Selena, They're all over. But again, the big play is, come on, Sister Zero. You have to get to do this. The Joker's going to come and get you. You have to protect yourself, please. You have to put on the costume. She's begging Maggie to become Sister Zero. But Maggie says, This city needs more than that. The city needs me. I need to be the nun who's there for everyone. So Selena says, all right, well, I'm going to go to confession. And I'm going to end up talking to uh, the man that might be the priest from Bloodhaven. At first, it looks like it might have been Bruce, but it then it's the Joker. He got out of jail. Oh, no. And he ends up saying a riddle, if you ask me. The idea of the jokes and riddles, again, that drives me nuts. But the idea of, okay, the, the Joker says, what do angels use to start fires? I guess it is a joke, but it's more of a riddle to me when you're asking a question like that, like a clever... Uh, what? What do angels use to start fires? A match made in heaven! And then kicks her out of the confessional, and then they end up attacking each other, and the Joker says, oh, what, don't you like priest jokes? You're supposed to be in jail. Oh, no, and then from off-paddle, Bruce yells, Selena. The station said Joker escaped their custody because Selena said, Bruce, you go and find out from the GCPD what's up with the Joker. So he's yelled, hey, like he's like a day late in a dollar short, like this week's podcast, right? <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. And like, oh, no, here we go. So there's going to be a fight. Now, I don't know about you, but I I really don't like that, that like clawed out eye uh, of Selena, where she has that mark and things like that. So. I do like at the one point where you almost have Bruce that looks exactly like Selena, but you can only tell because of the eyes. There. But you end up where Selena then says she's going to do what's right. I got to save the city. I'm going to choke out the Joker until he, he dies. And it looks like she might do that. She might actually have killed the Joker, but uh, she didn't. So then you end up where Maggie says, get the hell out of this church. You don't belong. But in the meantime, they end up having the Joker. They time up. They want Sister Zero to kind of do this, you know, confessional deal with them and find out what's going on. But then in the meantime, we find out that the Joker ended up poisoning all the parishioners. So when they end up, you know, doing communion and things like that, they were being poisoned. Everybody's there and it has to do with snake poison. And then pretty much the rest of the issue involves trying to figure out what snake the joker used he ain't telling the and then all of a sudden you end up getting these two characters that show up these twin poisonous girls Naja and like again trying to be too fancy for a bullshit story they look like medusas but also hardly and the best thing is is that they say oh man we're here to just have people not like nuns you're looking at them and i'm like I, the nun part of this really gets lost in, in the, the shovel here. I, I see Medusa girls with Harlequin kind of leggings and maybe a cross. And I'm not getting past the Medusa faces, but everything is just everybody's getting bit. You have fights. You have this Sister Mary, or, you know, Sister Zero Maggie is trying to figure things out, trying to get the Joker to admit, hey, what's this poison? What we get, Batman says, I can go to the Batcave, even though this is. And they end up by the end where they're trying to figure out who gets the poison, who's the worst. And then Selena ends up, you know, pretty much looks like she's dying through this. She ends up, I I can't even, I can't tell you what happened. I mean, she ends up getting poison, but it looks like they did that with, but then she wakes up. (laughs) She, she wakes up in a non, in some yet night terrors way yet again. And then ends up saying, my dreams want me to release control. She's like, ah. And I'm telling you, I apologize for not really being able to tell It is a bunch of bullshit to get to this point of them trying to get the antidote, find out who this, that, and the other thing. But again, is anybody at the edge of their seat? This is a nightmare. It's not real. So when she wakes up, she gasps and says, oh, my God, my dreams want me to release control. My dreams want me to step back from the ledge before I destroy the city, these people. Or the man I love. What happens if uh, I've sown chaos that I'm not here to shepherd? What if the best Gotham could be is what it is now? Demons and all. And I'm only making it worse once the war has been started. All I can do is have faith in why I started it and fight until the war's through. Next Gotham war. So she's sitting there through this whole nightmare. She wakes up. Oh, my God. Everything's telling me that I've done everything up to this point wrong, that I shouldn't be doing it. Well, might as well play it out more. That's where we're going to. I give this a fuck you five. out fuck of ten. You. Even with the art, it's just a convoluted mess. It's a convoluted mess. I'm telling you, once you get to that part where the snakes poison all that, it gets so freaking wonky. But again, this is a woman who thinks it's a normal thing to have a cat deliver ramen to events in a prison. So it all bets are off. I mean, she'll never be able to write anything that I'll say. Okay, well, she's got a grip on any sort of reality. Then throw in her a nightmare realm, and you say, oh, my God, you are really asking for trouble. But that is an F you five. Five out of ten. Fuck you five. We're going to move on to the last book, which I I do actually think might be a little bit better, even though it's full out self insert fan fiction and doesn't really get the character. But I'm talking about Night Terror's punchline. Number two, Night Tears Punchline number two was written by Danny Lore with art by Lucas Mayer, colors by Alex Gomieres, and letters by Steve Wands. And I do want to tell whoever is involved, if it's Steve Wands, the letter, or if it's actually Alex Gomieres, the colorist, boy, there are some really odd choices here. Even those credits in this red were very hard to read. Especially for a drunk asshole like me. But when you get to the first pages of this book, you have these really odd, like, narration boxes. And for some reason, some of them are in this light blue with a white font going. So, yeah, Or a great, they're very hard to read, especially if you're reading them digitally, which I do. So if you're reading them physically, it might be a little better. But what you end up having happen here, and it doesn't even seem to well connect to last issue. Where you did have Punchline was really down and dirty, odd wise, going and trying to like almost figure out Batgirl in the clock tower, trying to figure out what makes her tick. And you still end up having this monstrous fat Girl Oracle type, you know, robot. It really doesn't matter. It, I mean, what does? None of this does. It but you matter. end up having Punchline kind of get sucked into the internet. And so this issue is going to be Danny Lore. Self-inserting and giving you a soapbox deal of Internet toxicity. The idea that if you're unsure of yourself and you go online, you may end up, you know, falling down the rabbit hole of hate and comment sections. And when people are anonymous online, they get real hateful and they do things. So that's the basis of this. I saw some people commend them for doing this oh, it's really good to point out that toxicity that does go, especially there is some, I'll admit, in the comic book community. I think we all, whether or not, whatever side, whatever, you can admit that there's a lot of fights going on, and there's a lot of toxicity. So why do I think this is bullshit? Because you're using Punchline for this. Punchline a character, Alexis K., who really does need somebody to be a caretaker for her so that you don't get bullshit like this. Because while you may be able to maybe try to convince me that Punchline is one thing, but Alexis K, she is more of a, a sensitive soul, whatnot. But when you tell me that Punchline in this is fighting back against internet trolls, against all these things in comments, running away from things, trying to hit people with the block button, all that, I, I want to remind or maybe tell, because remind means that Danny Lore actually knows the character, Punchline is where she is at right now because she herself is online troll toxicity to the extreme. She has used that toxicity to get to where she is. She has welcomed it. She has actually urged it on. That has been almost part of the character. And that's where you're going to get a problem here where there hasn't been that many books in this Night terrace There's a couple. You got the Joker, this one, maybe some others that I can't think of. But. This is a villain. Punchline is a villain. Yeah, I just talked about Catwoman. That could be, you know, kind of an anti-hero, kind of a little gray area back and forth, whatnot. Punchline is a villain. So you're trying to make a sympathetic deal out of a villain, but using something that Punchline herself has taken advantage of and used to get to where she is. This is complete and utter Hogwash. There is no reason for this book. At the end, you end up having her yelling and screaming at insomnia, but I don't think Danny Lars has any clue what insomnia even is. I think insomnia would be waltzing around and say, I'm looking for that nightmare stone. Do you think it might be a punchline? i not going to be in that and just walked away. But in that, you're trying to play this idea of, you know, being trapped. It's like Tron for uh, of awfulness. I'm not a huge Tron fan. And instead of getting on the light cycle, you have punchline, get on the shitmobile. Let's go around. Oh, no. And now falling into the comment section. Oh, they're saying that my hair isn't real. Ah, all the start, go- it, it, just nonsense. And yeah, as this is going on, it kind of has a, a fun little feel to it where you see the computer, internet, online world come to life. But still, I think most people are aware of the toxicity that you get on say a Twitter, Reddit, all those places, you might not want it here. And you're also not going to be able to solve anything here. This is the nightmare realm. And like I said, this almost plays off the idea of I'm going to be stronger now. That no, no, no. This is what you have used up until now. So she's there and she's yelling, I don't have to listen to you users. I know this website. I'm going to do this. I'm going to hit the black button. I'm going to mute. At one point she gets muted. And she can't tell her truth. She's yelling, but nobody can hear her. Oh, my God. What happens when you're an Internet troll, but yet you can't scream? Well, you'll find out here as then you finally do get back to the robot Batgirl, who's just there to be there. We have gone from, and I'll tell you, last issue I said was bullshit. You ended up having Punchline not realize that she's actually in a dream, even though everything that she's seeing... Should really point her in that direction Which made her kind of look like a a schmuck But in here she kind of realizes It a bit but even so It's just jumping on the internet Through the internet, through the web pages Through the comments pages, being chased by Robo Batgirl to then Wonder like what is going on In the grand scheme of things To when she confronts Insomnia, who I don't know Actually looks like there's been Some weird changes with Insomnia When you see it, and I I said, I like the art And I like kind of the neat concept Of it, but not in the story But yeah, running around, oh my god Oh, got out of here, oh, Insomnia's there I'm like, you know what, I think You're the only one who knows the power of A good edit What? What are you talking about? And then Punchline says, I've seen Better cosplayers, I'm not Bothered and then somebody says, you keep saying that you're not bothered. You're not triggered. But I think you are. And she's like, I, I think that this might be a weird gas or a drug. I'm just going to wait it out. But what if it isn't? And and then you get this play of like, what if you get and you can't speak? And all of a sudden, if you can't, and this, this gets to a point where maybe I could sit there and say, all right, maybe it, it does get a little better here. Because this gets to the point of where what happens to a punchline? When she can't yell her nonsense, when she can't convince people, then she just is Alexis K. And she ends up maybe feeling like I became punchline because I wanted to get away from being a normal, just girl. I want to be this thing and I push myself. But it's all surface level and it's all, like I said, it's self-insert fan fiction of Danny Lord just trying to tell you that, hey, everybody on the internet's a troll and I block everybody and away we go. And then she finally, I mean, we're almost at the end of this issue of two parts, and she's like, I think I'm in a nightmare. Really? You, you think that as you're trying to yell and you can't because somebody hit a mute button on a computer and now—and you were running in the internet. But now you may actually realize that you're in a nightmare. But it, it all becomes that whole play of just being yourself, trying to do stuff, and she ends up defeating this crazy, awful, robot, zombie version of Babs, of Batgirl. And then you end up where she's able to kick the like button <laughs> by and then smash herself out. She says she feels refreshed. And she hits the end and then wakes up. And and again, has no clue. Daniel has no clue, but none of them. I'm not going to blame that. But has no clue how these nightmares are supposed to work, how you come out, how you do this. If... If we were playing in a well-coordinated event, what we'd have had, and I, I mentioned this before, if people you know remember, the idea in convergence—if you've been reading for that long, way back to that two-month event—at the one point you ended up having all of the time books have a earthquake happen, so that you can get a foundation of okay, now I know exactly where these books lie in the timeline. Everyone had that. Crazy, you know earthquake okay this is at the same time it happened here 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 it ties all of them in we had earlier where we were talking about the superman book where mara ends up figuring out the way that she can get everybody out of these nightmares and what you needed to do was have them even though we said it'd be bullcrap it'll be a satellite something where they press a button and you see a wave go out why didn't we have that and then all of a sudden this wave goes out Boom, you're out of the nightmare. And then it makes sense that you're just waking up from the nightmare. Because some of the books, you couldn't do that. Some of the books were doing it now. But maybe we could have had that wave go the non nightmare wave. Boom, it hits. And then everybody wakes up. Oh my God, where was I? What's going on? And then that leads to what would happen? They're all going to gather. Let's go to Night's End. You didn't have that. So it's just just nonsense. And You know, you have Punchline wake up She's there with the Royal Flesh Gang Right where they ended up falling So they're waking up too, they seem like they have headaches Oh my god And then you end up where Punchline says, okay, the gang's all here when I wake up Nothing is muted, nothing is like You just woke up You should know this, you were in a nightmare Nothing looms large, nothing drowns me out And then you end up (laughs) And Punchline goes Looks like nap time is over and then looks up in the sky and sees, like, on the moan, insomnia. So th- the dialogue here to end it, looks like nap time is over. It has to be. What's that? Like, like that feels like it's supposed to be this big, like, well, a punchline. I mean, seriously, if you're going to play it up. Nap time. Looks like nap time is over. It has to be. Does it? You barely even knew you were in a nightmare nap anyway. You wake up, oh man, I I guess that I'm not there. What's going on? My I'm not muted by that computer world that I was in. Or I'm not being chased by that horrific zombie robot Batgirl. Oh my goodness, well, I guess nap time's over. It has to be. (laughs) It's so bad. But that's it. That's the end. I'm telling you, these books are so bad. It says to be concluded in Night Terror's Night's End. For some, I can start seeing why Eric Shea Bell. This was a quick one, but really, again, it really, the basis of it to me, and maybe I'm way off, but to me, it goes even against the idea of what Punchline is about. And then by the end, I think that there is that problem. Maybe Danny Lord couldn't get over the hurdle of trying to make a story where you feel sympathetic to what is a villain. But you can do that. You can do that because it is a character. And like I said, at that one point when she can't yell, she can't be heard, she kind of morphs back into just, you know, Alexis. That is where you should have been all along, that you find out the inner workings of of, of a girl. Who's trying to be larger than life A girl who didn't have much going on And ended up latching onto the wrong thing The Joker to try to elevate herself In other people's eyes But the way she could do it The only way she could figure it out Is by going completely toxic with it And that's come back to bite her in the ass And maybe you could tell me that's what it was about But I don't get it And I didn't think that it was well done It didn't really connect well into last issue either It was complete bullshit So I'm going to give it And I did like the art And again, the concept could have been okay I'm still going to give it a 4.5 out of 10, but that's it. That's it for the the podcast this week. I apologize. apologize for getting drunk, or maybe I apologize for being too sober. I don't know which of which you'll have to decide yourself, but with all of that, hopefully Eric Shea will be rejoining me sometime soon. That's on his time. He's just going to be stepping away, as I said, and when he feels like he wants to come back, then, He'll be coming back in the meantime going Forward I might try to change up some things One of my fears I said earlier Is the idea that people are like man This podcast sucks without Eric That'd be a really big fear but I also don't want to end up making The podcast feel like oh This is just the podcast minus Eric I kind of want to if he's Gone maybe I can set Some things up maybe we can do some things Different maybe we can mix some different books in And things like that I don't know Maybe a little manga Hmm? Maybe some Marvel. I don't know, <laughs> but I think I might end up talking some news. Maybe we'll have a little like editorial type thing or something. I do want to do something. And and as this is going on, tell me if this makes sense. Maybe because we have episode 500 coming up very soon. Maybe I'll just start trying some things and I'll ask people. Well, did that work? Is that good? And maybe that'll be a way because I was having this idea that we should, after 500 episodes, maybe change things up a bit, get things a little more fresh, and then maybe we could do that, and then Eric rejoins me, everything's great, and we go forward with that, but hopefully people continue on until that point, and we'll we'll figure it out together, but it's time, as a solo deal, kind of feels lonely, saying, oh, my book of the week, but my book of the week is Batman World's Finest, I believe (laughs) that it was issue 18. Is that what it was? I believe it might have been. But here are the books as I load this up. See, I'm I'm off my game, drinking a little too much by myself. There we go. But next week we have uh, you know, a bunch of great books, I think. I'm very not really, but we do have Night Terrors number four. So at least we'll see there. Two of these books will be on the Patreon spotlight that is picked by the badasses, the get fresh crew. Uh uh-uh. And again, we have a couple of non-spooky books mixed in with the night terror stuff. And if things keep going as they do, you would assume that the spotlight will be non-spooky books. But here's what we have on, on the docket. We have Batman, the Brave and the Bold number four. I'm going to have to get somebody to talk with me about that. That book ends up being real long, but we'll see how that is. We have Dark Knights of Steel number 12. I was shocked. I thought that that series ended. I really, really did. And then I messaged Derek and I said, hey, you know, Dark Knights of Steel 12 comes out next week. He said, oh, shit, I thought that ended. I said, so did I. But also we have the Penguin number one, the Tom King book, the old Penguin getting approached to be a part of the CIA and the Unstoppable Doom Patrol number five. So we have Denny Colbert with that one. That ends up, uh, that member, they added an issue. So this is five of seven, I believe. So we have a couple more after this. But he better get to telling a story is what he better get to. So with that, those are the non-spooky books, right? Then we go into the Night Terrors. I already said Night Terrors number four, Night Terrors Action Comics number two, Night Terrors Angel Breaker number two, that has been one of me and Eric's like sleeper hits, Night Terrors Detective Comics number two. Night Terror's Harley Quinn number two and Night Terror's Titans number two. So one, two, three, four, five, six, I believe. one, two, three, four, five Six four, five. Six Night Terror's books. That is a lot. I'm definitely if Eric doesn't join me, I'm definitely gonna have to get people to help me out on that. So hey, if you wanna help out, get a hold of me. We'll we'll do it that way. But those books will be on all of our different iterations of podcasts. Say the Patreon Spotlight, the two books picked by the badasses and get first crew. Uh uh-uh. uh. That you can listen to by going over to Patreon dot com slash Weird Science, and then we'll have probably a TGIF, hopefully on that F of a Friday, and there'll be the other two, and then the spooky books will be the main podcast as we try to struggle through it. I just want to like say to everybody, it's kind of an apology, but the idea of. Going through some of these books by myself It's a very daunting task I end up kind of freezing up when I do that I don't really enjoy talking about the books by myself It might seem like it's like Well, it's just you yapping all the time anyway But there's there's that difference And it really does, you know, get me And I already will tell you that I do miss her. I already miss him on these books So hopefully well, he'll get things sorted out And he'll be back sooner, not later But all of that said and done that is it. Thanks, everybody. And we will talk to you all next week. You
1: are all weirdos. Weird Science is the revolution.
3: Weird Science is the revolution.